Hello and welcome to the Average Joe's podcast. We are back in the Tucson Tim studios tonight with an exhilarating episode. And on tonight's show, we are going to preview the NFL playoff picture. But first, we got some NASCAR to talk and some college football playoffs. But we got some special guests in the house once again. Johnny Glow joining us from the Wrestling and Whatever podcast. Mr. Jake Keller from Jake's Take. Merry New Year. And of course, Tucson Tim, partner in crime for the last two years now, doing yes, this sir. podcast. Monthly, weekly, yearly, whatever. Whenever we decide to. Yeah. <laughs> whenever we decide to. Hey, so we're busy, you know? How's everybody doing on this eventful night? Doing great, man. How are y'all? Blessed. <laughs> right <laughs> now we're in the third quarter of the Broncos-Chiefs game, and if the score holds up, then the Tennessee Titans will officially clinch that number one seed Tennessee in the AFC playoffs. Titans. So Tennessee Titans, baby. Woo! Hopefully for you Titans fans, that score holds up. But we'll have to wait and see how it plays out. Yeah. I think in a lot of ways, Josh, I think it just shows really how hard it is to play in Denver, just given the altitude and everything. But it's like Johnny was saying right before we came on the air, you know, when it's a divisional game, it just sort of ramps up that intensity. You know what I mean? Especially, right. like I said, a, a far superior opponent in Kansas City, a team that has been middle of the road like Denver ever since Peyton Manning retired. You know, I think it just shows, I mean, really the, the pride in these in these divisional games, right, man? I mean, you experienced it with, obviously, Detroit and Minnesota earlier this year. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and don't Ain't forget. got much to talk about either, man. <laughs> <laughs> got to remember, too, Denver's got nothing to play for, so to them this game is meaningless, but yeah. it's a division game. Chiefs are a big rival, so they're playing hard. Well, also, at the same time, Denver has nothing to play for, but it sounds like Vic Fangio is going to be looking for a job after this game is over. Yeah, I highly doubt this game is going to change that outcome. But No. This is, what, his third season? Yeah, third season, and they went 8-8 eight and eight the first year, and it's been all downhill since then. Yeah, so at this point it's time to make a change. But oh, for sure. Drew Locke's playing quarterback now. I'm sure they're – After Teddy had a concussion and was done for the season. Right. They'll be looking for a QB. Why do you have to for break another my time. heart like For that? another yeah. time. <laughs> well, I mean, I know Pittsburgh is going to pull another Dan Marino and just pass on the guy and have to struggle for another 21 years to find a franchise quarterback. That's nothing new. Right. Mike's keep cutting in and out here for some reason. We haven't used this equipment in quite a long time. So August. August was the last time we were down here, man. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry for the uh, PowerPoint to continue going there, but I just realized <laughs> I had that on. I just shut it off. And don't adjust your screen. We are black and white tonight. I decided to change Throw it up back. a little bit. Throwback. Hey, Dale. Imaging. Woo! Is Dale in the house? Dale's in the house. Oh, yeah. All right, let's get into this NASCAR talk real quick. Johnny's area of expertise, of course. Yeah, <laughs> let's get Johnny's idea about it. So, John, I'll, I'll throw it to you first. The easiest topic of them all, Kyle Larson, NASCAR Cup champion. What do you think? So I tried, as I told Jake behind the curtain here, that uh, I really tried to watch a lot of NASCAR this year. So uh, wait, you guys were behind the curtain? I missed that part. Yeah, we were jerking the curtain. The steel uh, curtain. The <laughs> steel we, curtain, that is. <laughs> we, were, uh, we were talking. I was talking about how I wanted to watch it you know, yeah. more this year, especially during the pandemic. I watched it quite a bit. Uh, but I, for one reason, like Kyle Larson, just every race I was watching or anyone that I missed, I would look to see the results in Kyle Larson. It was always Kyle Larson. Much won all yeah. of them. So yep. he was dominant. Kind of yeah. Jimmy-esque. If you will. And and ironically, the thing is, and Timmy can relate to this, even though it was the five car, it was the old 48 team. It was the team that Jimmy finished his career with, that pit crew, Cliff Daniels, the crew chief. you know. And I think in a lot of ways, I think it shows really – I mean, it validates Kyle's raw talent that he's always had. 
but I think in some ways it just shows what happens when you put him in elite equipment. And, mm-hmm. I, and I'm not trying to throw Chip Ganassi under the bus or anything, but that was that no, was you're a, right. That That's was right. A, that was a B team basically. Yep. And I think in a lot of ways, I mean, guys, like we we love great stories, stories that you know like have a storybook ending. And I mean, God, you know, to miss 32 races last year to be indefinitely suspended and to go out there and win 10 races and the championship. I mean, really, it's just it's a great story. And I think, without a doubt, Kyle is definitely one of the greatest drivers that our generation has ever seen. And he led the most laps since Gordon in 95. That was Well, 2001, that was the first year when no, NASCAR... No, wasn't it 1995? No, it was, no, it was 2001. That was the first year when NASCAR had a 36-race schedule. Oh, okay, I gotcha. And I think it was about 2,500 laps led on the year, 10 wins on the year. The last time someone had 10 wins on the year was Jimmy Johnson in 2007. So, I mean... It's like, wild. Yeah. And, I mean, really, when you think of it, going back to that championship race, you know, Chase at times looked dominant. Truex, I think Truex was really, I think he, if that race would have gone green, I think he probably could have won the championship. But, like you and I talked about, Josh, that that day, I mean, by far, Kyle Larson and that five team, they were the class of the field all year. Yeah, for sure. So I'll just say what Jake's trying to get to, and this is the easy way of saying it. Put a real driver behind the wheel of that car and see what happens. Let's go. (laughs) 48 team, five car takes him to the championship mm-hmm. in his first season. Yep. Ten wins. I mean, he deserved it. He earned it. Uh, I mean, the guy's pretty much won everything he's driven for the last year or oh, so. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to not pick him as is a he, favorite for the championship. Is he running Chili Bowl? Do you know? I, w- I think so. Yeah. I think he's running Dale the Chili Bowl. Dale can tell us. He's in the chat. Yeah. He's running the Chili Bowl. I think uh, Christopher Bell is as well. And I think the hack himself, Alex Bowman, is too. <laughs> oh, God. You still, hey, still hating? Still hating? Hey, Denny Hamlin spoke the truth. You know, he spoke the truth. All right. So, Dale, we know Kyle was the best driver this year. We get it. We have other topics to get to. We could spend all night talking about <laughs> yeah. this. But yeah, we'd be here till 420 well, in the morning. Yeah. Dale, we'll, we'll, we'll be here. So if we'll we'll come circle down. back. <laughs> so if you want to come down, Dale. All right. So, in other news. Don't give many ideas, Tim. <laughs> um, a, a bit of, I, I don't know if I'd say heartbreaking news, but just a sign of the times with NASCAR. M&M's, also known as Mars, is leaving mm-hmm. the sport after this upcoming season. Longtime sponsor of Kyle Busch and some other drivers in the past. Um, there's also some rumors that Napa could possibly be leaving Chase Elliott and really? picking up uh, Kyle Busch. I've seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't so even know about that. I'll get that. I'll get to that in a minute. But just your guys' quick thoughts on a longtime sponsor. I mean, we've seen it with Lowe's, Miller Lite, Budweiser. Mm-hmm. You know, they're pretty much out of the sport as far as a major sponsor goes. So and and that's the point. That's the good point to bring up, Josh. Is longtime sponsors in the sport departing? And you mentioned Lowe's, and Lowe's was a sponsor in the Cup Series for 23 years, first with Junior Johnson, then at RCR with Mike Skinner, and then, of course, Jimmy Johnson. And what was different was when Lowe's finally decided that they were going to part ways with Jimmy, Rick Hendrick, and the 48 team, it was because of a new CEO. And from what I heard, it sounds like the new CEO of Mars just like the new CEO of Lowe's. Doing the just, same thing. Yeah, just isn't into racing as the old one See, was. See, it's just and it, like know? to what Josh just said, like bringing up Budweiser and, and uh, all the the old sponsors. Yeah. It's it's tough to see because this is like just like because. which we'll get to, you know, with football and stuff with Big Ben and everything. Yeah. It's a it's just crazy to think that we're not going to see an M&M's car riding around. Or the Mars brand in general. Right, right. Well, the nation. When you think of Skittles, when you think mm-hmm. of Snickers, I mean, they were around in the Cup Series since 1990. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So here's not my mistaken, question. Kyle had uh, Skittles on the car when he won the Brickyard, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Two years in a row, yeah. actually. So here's my question for you guys. Since they're getting rid of all these sponsors, are the sponsors are just simply not renewing their 
not whatever the contract. sponsorship that they have. With well, them. they're well, Where, like, like I guess that wasn't my question. Yeah, yeah, Johnny. Like I said, I think more than anything, <laughs> I think it's just that having having new CEOs that really aren't into racing like the old ones were. Here's my question though: is since these guys are kind of leaving, what does that open up for everyone else to like? Who else can get in? Well, exactly. I think it's yeah. a it's a sign of the times. I mean, if you look at the series in general, last year they went to the four or five sponsor model with Coke and Monster mm-hmm. and Geico and all this. Yeah, uh, Xfinity no, too. I mean, even Denny Hamlin, who's for years had FedEx in the car for a whole season, you know, all of a sudden offer pads start showing up. The and sport clips. I mean, you're not yeah. going to see any drivers these days, no matter how good they no. are, have one sponsor for the whole season. It's just you know, with the price of inflation and mm-hmm. you know different sponsors, and how, yeah, right how much in. it costs. It's, for it's a not the NASCAR that we grew up watching and loving. Right. So yeah, I hate to say it, not. but that's where we're at. Well, I think even. And Brandon Ultra even talked about it to me one time. The Budweiser sponsorship, when they sponsored Dale Earnhardt Jr., back in 2000, his rookie season, they were probably spending about $30 million a year sponsoring that eight car. And I think by the time that they moved on to Casey Kane or Kevin Harvick, it was just down to about $10 million a year. But at that time, yeah. he's you know, oh, you're, get, you're, not, you're, not just, you're getting wins. You're getting top tens. You're getting top fives. Yeah. So, I mean – at, like you said, as it as new drivers come around, they they're not as successful at the start, and then they it doesn't pan out the way they want it to. So yeah, they're yeah. paying a little bit less for sponsorships. But yeah. and by the way, uh, Dale did comment and say that uh, Kyle's better than Jimmy, and I actually agree with him from a talent standpoint. But I'm not going to put him up on that pedestal until he gets a couple more championships. Exactly, and it's almost kind of like the same thing with Chase Elliott. You know that when Kyle won all these road course races this past year. And everyone's like, oh, is Kyle the new road course king? Is Kyle the new road course king? That's just one year. I want to see it 2022, 2023, 2024 before we crown him. But to your point, Jake, that was the most impressive thing for me because we always know that Kyle Larson runs good at the Michigans and, you know, the mm-hmm. tracks where he could run that high line, the homesteads and the rough tracks and yeah. whatever. But Darlington. To win yeah. all those races on the road course where we never really saw him have success before, no. Ganassi or not, that – just spoke volumes to me yeah. of what a talented driver he really is. When Kyle was at Ganassi, when it came to road courses, they would always qualify well, but they would fade in the race. Right. And, yeah, I know we didn't have any qualifying this past year, but that's the thing, man, to be so dominant at those road courses, to be so good at Martinsville as well, a track that he struggled badly at when, when he was with Ganassi. Right, Absolutely. Definitely makes a difference. Now I'm going to take that next point with a grain of salt because it's one of those NASCAR rumor mill Facebook things, but I did see an article, and Dale saw it as well, we talked about it, where uh, there was a slight rumor that Napa may be switching hands and jumping from Hendrick to Kyle Busch. Now my only speculation to that point could potentially be that with Chase Elliott's early success, he might be getting to the point where he's unaffordable for some of these sponsors. I mean, maybe he's getting cocky and saying, hey, you don't pay us $20 million a year, we're not putting you on the car. Yeah. That was yeah. the only thing I could think of. And Kyle being on the back end of his career, as talented as he is, you know, mm-hmm. M&M's is a big sponsor. I mean, he's on the car most weeks for those guys. Yeah. So yeah. Here's the thing, though, with what you just said right there, it's towards the end of his career. This is usually when a lot of those guys do a lot better. For example, oh, yeah. like Earnhardt, when everyone, when he was, you know, how old was he before he passed away? He was 49. And he was crushing it before yeah. then. So it's like, don't give up on racers yeah. just yet. Like, yeah. to your point, Johnny, he was two months away from turning 50 years old, and he was the favorite for the 2001 championship. Insane. Yeah. And, well, just to clarify, when I said Kyle's on the back nine of his career, what I meant was he's maybe going to race for 10 more years, if that. Yeah. Right. I think That's still a long time yet. Kyle, oh, yeah. Kyle is going to be 37 years old, May 2nd. And he made his first full season in NASCAR was 2005, so, I mean, 17 years. And I guess on average, 
a cup career probably is about maybe 20, 21, 22 years. So, yeah, obviously, like you're saying, definitely the back end of his career. Absolutely. But, he, I mean, he's he's still competitive. I mean, God, we saw him win Pocono without a clutch. Yeah. You know? Now, I don't want to get too political with this next point, but, oh God. you know, of course, the whole Brandon Brown saga started at oh, yeah. Talladega last year in yep. the Xfinity race when not his fault, obviously, but the reporter mistakenly thought that the fans were saying, let's go, Brandon, and it was something else. Oh, mistakenly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, NASCAR <laughs> has denied his only sponsor for the year, which was the LGB coin sponsor. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel bad for the team. I saw a tweet earlier today where they're going to allow some off-track stuff to happen, but... Uh, he's not allowed to have it on the car or the fire suit. So, unfortunately, for Brandon Brown, I don't know what this means for his career this year. Now, this is another thing I was going to bring up, too. I saw this bullet point, so I was going to circle back to it. But in regards to M&M's, a.k.a. Mars, moving on, now, since all these sponsorships are going to be going away or they're not going to be renewing because maybe NASCAR is not the in thing to, to do right now, does this open up doors for, like, let's say, and I'm going to throw it out there, but, like, Jay-Z or – P. Diddy to yeah. spend their millions of dollars. And well, then you've already got Pitbull with track I was say, yeah. yeah, you already mm-hmm. got Pitbull sitting in there. So instead of having, like, Michael Jordan. M&M's yeah. car, you're going to have a Jordan car. That's not the, far off. Yeah, that's so Because they have two cars now, so they're going to be looking for sponsorships. I yep. think NASCAR is in for, like, a new look coming soon where it's going to be, yeah. instead of having Budweiser on the car, you're going to see – you know, young Be- money. Beats by Dre. <laughs> yeah. Young money driving the eight. You know what? And, and if you follow the tea leaves on this, they're not catering to us guys that they know are going to watch NASCAR no. regardless. We've been around the sport for 20, 25 years. They're trying to attract the newer, younger millennials yep. that are not really into the sport. Yeah. And they imp- implemented the stage racing to break the races up. Now they're implementing the sponsorship. you got Michael Jordan, who everybody knows, Pitbull, who everybody knows, yeah. getting into it. It's so worldwide. Because right. I think Mr. Because years ago, I fireball. think. Fireball. <laughs> fireball. I think years ago it was, you know, when you were a ki- when you were a kid, not us, maybe like when our our parents and uncles and stuff were kids, they got into it because of their fathers or their uncles. And that's, you know, and then it trans- transitioned to us yeah. where our family did the same thing. So that's why we like it. But now it's to the point where. It's not. It's not like that. This generation. It's. No. Yeah. It's not fun for them because you know how many people. Oh, I could turn left all day long, but <laughs> it's not just about turning left. The engineering and the aerodynamics of it is, like, it boggles your mind. Even Pitbull said it in interviews. Like, I never even thought of how much had to go into racing. The pit crews too. I mean, look at that pit stop at, at Phoenix that won the championship for Kyle Larson. Eleven point eight. You go back and you watch a race from say, nineteen ninety seven. Back then, in a 16, 17 second pit stop, that was the normal back then. That was fast. So, yeah, and and that's the thing, like pit crews as well. And those those pit crews, they have to be in tip-top shape. They're absolute athletes, without a doubt. And, I mean, say what you want about Bubba Wallace, rain short or not, he won a race in his first season with that new 23XI team. So I'm not saying that's going to propel him to a championship next year, but I wouldn't be surprised if he makes the chase. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, Kurt Busch. Oh, yeah. He is. He already took laps around Atlanta, so he's ready to go. He took laps around Atlanta. He took laps around Charlotte. And when he tested at Charlotte, he was one of the fastest cars there. Yeah. And I was always a big fan of Atlanta because of the worn-out surface. But I'll tell you what, that new banking, the new paved surface, I think that's going to be a game-changer for that racetrack. 28 degrees, man. Yeah. I mean, we've always seen the Kevin Harvicks of the world and whatnot check out on the field there. But maybe this brings the pack closer together with this new car. And what's so great about Atlanta, like you said, when Kevin dominated Atlanta, it was right around the bottom. When Tony Stewart dominated Atlanta, it was right around the middle. You get someone like 
Dale Earnhardt Jr., Kyle Larson, Harry Gant right up against the wall. That's what makes Atlanta so great. But obviously with it being repaved, it's going to be a one-groove racetrack Indeed. To, to start off with. So, Johnny, I'll defer to you on this next one here. Unfortunately, your boy Matty D is not going to be cup racing this year, at least not right away. Uh, signs a one-year deal with Rackley WAR Truck Series Racing for 2022. Me personally, I feel like that's probably his best move. What do you think? I mean, I don't know much about this stuff, but I Jake tagged me in something on Twitter that mm -hmm. I was reading up on, and I think it's going to be better for him. And also, you, I th believe all you guys talked about how truck racing is more exciting. Oh, yeah. Even Dale I'm himself. not willing to go there yep. myself, but <laughs> I, I get what they're saying. I I'm think just so. not willing to go there. I think so. But I think this will definitely get me to watch more because I really like Matty D. I follow him on, like, all social media platforms, and yeah. he seems like a stand-up dude. So He is a very genuine person, and he loves what he what he does for a living. And some, But as we all know, sometimes it's just not enough. Yeah. Like, right. you can love it. You can be passionate all you want, but without – Top tens, top fives, wins. Without wins. It's, it's going to yeah. be we, We've talked be about it on the show before. I mean, the guy puts his heart and soul into his mm -hmm. racing career, but at the same time, the pity parties after he loses yeah. these races. He's an old school. He's got, got an old, old school heart, but yeah, he uh, he tries to play it off too, too he's much. He's got a like millennial that. attitude. Yeah. Oh, yeah, pretty much. Had the 21 Wood Brothers car for the last couple of years, a car that we've seen in victory lane with Ryan Blaney and whatnot. So, I mean, at the end of the day, uh, it was time for win. a change there. you got yeah. some young talent up and coming that's going to, revitalized Team Penske, supposedly, so we'll see yeah. what happens there. I mean, but it does suck because he has had the shot to, to get the win, but yeah. no, I'm something gonna, always happens. I'm going to compare him to a, a, a racer that I remember back in the 90s, and Jake, maybe you could back me up on okay. this, but he gives me that Ernie Irvin feel that he doesn't win races, but he does well, but he doesn't have that Ernie Irvin-esque type of thing, feel, but racing-wise. Yeah, because Ernie dominated a lot of races in the 90s. But honestly, Johnny, he was like the original Ricky Bobby. It was checkers <laughs> or wreckers. There was no other way around it. You know, right. he was. <laughs> well, let's not forget, too, John Hunter Nemechek made the same move last year, and it paid off big time for yeah. him. He almost won the championship in yeah. the truck series. Oh, yeah. yeah and I said one. it at the time. It was a great move for him. Uh, I think this is a great move for Matty D, and it could resurrect his career for all we know. I Granted, yeah. he's a little older than John Hunter. He's got some years on him. Yeah. But that could work to his advantage. I'm not really sure how good this team is. but Yeah, so the 25 team, it's it's a Chevy team, and they get their trucks from, from GMS. But That's a good sign. Yeah, but really the only, the only one that really got the most out of that truck last year was Josh Berry. Yeah. And Josh, and like I said, on a, on any given day with those trucks, it was maybe a top 10 or top 15. That was about it. Now, of course, obviously, you go to Daytona or Talladega, pretty much anyone has a chance. <laughs> anyone has a chance, obviously. But We'll get to that. But, yeah, honestly, I would have to say truck-wise, John Hunter, I definitely, I mean, I was shocked he didn't win the championship last yeah. year, but I'm definitely picking him this year. Oh, he's the favorite for sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. Kyle Busch Motorsports, what else can you say? Right. A little bit of news that broke a couple days ago that I did not personally expect, but Ryan Priest was added as a substitute driver for Stuart Haas Racing. He's also going to do their sim, and he's going to run 12 races this year. So okay. um, here's a guy that, you know, was it, I think it was, what, two years ago where he had that string of last-place finishes in like yeah. three straight races yeah. or whatever it was. So, I mean, the writing was on the wall for him. It was time to move on. But, you know, JTG's a, a struggling team to begin with. Yeah. All right. So – the, here's the way I look at it is so JTG they're the the satellite team for Hendrick Motorsports but the 47 that's their bread and butter Ricky Stenhouse Jr. right so here's here's the reason why Ryan has this deal with SHR what management company 
Is he signed to? I have no clue. Kevin Harvick's? Kevin Harvick. So think about this. You do so the math. not to have a clue there. So, <laughs> so, you do, so you do the math for a second. So obviously he's part of Kevin Harvick's management group. Kevin just turned 46 years old. He has two years left on that contract. Maybe, just maybe, he's waiting in the wings to take over that four car in 2024 because Kevin, when Kevin was on the Dale Jr. download right after Thanksgiving, originally he planned on retiring at the end of 2021. Yeah. So, honestly, and after the year he had last year, though, that changed quick. Yeah. But you know what, though? I, I've Honestly, Josh, I have a good feeling he's going to bounce back he for will. sure. Just with the next-gen car and everything. And Kevin said how much harder these cars are to drive. Yeah. He said it reminded him of the cars early on in his career, like 2001, 2002. So I think he's going to bounce back this year. Well, I mean, hell, but, it won't take much to win a race, and it's already better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. But I think that's the thing. I think he's waiting in the wings. And honestly, I was looking on Twitter, and, and to a degree – Someone had a valid point. This was the same step that Alex Bowman took back in 2016. Your he boy. was. Let's stick to the subject <laughs> here. Anyway. He had a good season, you got to admit. Blind Squirrel finds a nut every once in a while. Anyway. Right, Dale? <laughs> don't encourage him. <laughs> but my point is, so back in 2016, Alex was the sim driver for Hendrick Motorsports. He was only doing nine races for Junior Motorsports. So obviously just doing a couple races here and there. Dale Jr. gets a concussion, and sure enough, the opportunity comes right then and there. So, And, of course, um, it was Greg Zipidelli. Greg had a good point. We're still – this COVID thing, It's we're far from out of the woods. So if Kevin, Eric Amarola, Chase Briscoe, Cole, Cost Cole Custer, if one of them comes down with COVID, there's Ryan Priest to drive the car for them. Yeah, and for my money, Amarola and Custer should be on the hot seat this year. I mean, yeah, to me, Amarola uh, doesn't even deserve that ride, but oh, that's yeah. beside the point. Well, I mean, I've been saying that for years. Cole is never going to be on the hot seat because his dad's general manager. Yeah, that's the problem with those two guys. I mean, with the Smithfield sponsorship dollars that Amarola brings, especially when it's hard to find those guys. And then, like you said, with Custer's ties, it's tough. But yep. All right, looking ahead as we wrap this NASCAR segment up to the 2022 season, a lot of changes coming. It's not just the new car, but we got the clash at the Coliseum. Uh, Daytona is a little over a month away. We got some exciting NASCAR stuff coming up here quick. But uh, I don't know. What do you guys, Tim, will throw it to you first. What do you think about this upcoming season? I mean, your guy, year under his belt, struggled yeah. quite a bit last year. But towards well, the end of the I season, expected it. We, we, I had think a we all good expected finishes. it. Yeah. I mean, Stuart Haas has been struggling for a while. I think Chase Briscoe himself, I don't think we're going to see a big season out of him again. I think he's still. I said it last year. He, I think he should have stayed down in uh, Xfinity. Maybe another year, maybe two. Yeah. Get another win under him here and there. But um, I think we always got to look at, for this season coming up, Kyle Larson is obviously going to be on everybody's top five, top three, top two, whatever you want to say. But um, I think it's going to be an interesting season just because of the next-gen car. Um, I'm curious to see, because I didn't do a lot of research on a next-gen car, but I'm curious to see how that's going to factor into the different uh, tracks that they're going to be using. Right. Well, well, I'm going to put a positive on it for you, Tim. Now, obviously, anytime you're a rookie in the Cup Series, you're going to struggle. There's no other way around it. But I think part of the reason that Chase struggled, no practice, no qualifying, you don't really get to test that much. And with this next-gen car, it levels the playing For field. For everybody. Yeah, I'll be honest. I do expect Kyle Larson to go back-to-back. 
Yeah. I really do. I think he, Cliff Daniels, that five team, I think they're the next dynasty. But the thing is, when I saw the next-gen test at Charlotte right before Christmas, and I saw really those cars are hard to drive. 670 horsepower, four-inch rear spoiler. And really, the Xfinity cars, it's sort of the same way. 650 horsepower, small rear spoiler. Obviously, we saw how dominant Chase was with that package back in 2020. So I think with the testing, I think the fact that practice and qualifying is coming back, yeah, I know practice is going to be very, very short, like 15 minutes. Yep. I think that he'll improve this year. I mean, hey, we saw the, the Indy road course. I, you know what? Honestly, I wish I had been watching that race with you and Laura yeah. when he spun Denny Hamlin yeah. out and they were bitching yeah. after the race was over. Oh, yeah. So I do think that there will be some improvement, though. Yeah. So for you two, Larson goes back-to-back? Back-to-back. I'm not. I don't think he'll go back to back. I think he will get to the final four. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But are, are we picking who yeah, we think's going to win? Person out there. Okay. Oh God. Yeah. Go to uh, Johnny. Let me give. Let me. I'll take give a few you mine quick. Think I think it. it's Truex next year. Yeah. That's after finishing second this past yeah. year. Yeah. I was thinking that too. And I think he retires after this. Yeah. Well, one year. I was going to say. Yeah. He only signed a one-year deal. Yeah. And he's going to be 42, so. So that's my pick, a walk-off for Truex. And Ty Gibbs is waiting in the wings. I've been saying that. Ty is going to take over the 23, or the in 2023, going to take over the 19 car, so. What do you think, John? So Truex came to mind, too, um, when you mentioned him. But uh, another guy that I was thinking about was uh, who's driving the 24 right now, Billy Byron. Willie B. He definitely came I think. Up. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. I was, I was just going to say he had a nice season. Yeah, and then from watching the races that I did watch, he was absolutely crushing it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if if I was to throw a wild card out there, I would say him. Uh, Eric Amarola, too. Um, I think you're going to see one of – if you're going to think of one of those racers that is just going to come out of nowhere, uh, maybe him. But I think uh, William Byron, I think he's in for a really good season uh, yeah. considering how he raced last year. Well, that's the thing. This new car, like Jake was saying, is the equalizer. I'm equal to see – Somebody out of left field win this thing. See Michael McDowell win it. Yeah, yeah right. Back-to-back Daytona but, wins. Right? But if I was yeah. a bet man and I was betting on DraftKings or something, Kyle Larson. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. easy money. Right. Young money. <laughs> Young right. money. Hey, who knows? Jay-Z might sign him for his, for his <laughs> car. Just because of that, yeah. <laughs> so the funny thing is, Johnny, that is my dark horse as well for 2022. Is Sean Rosansky's boy, Willie B. Yeah. Woo! Because here's the thing. When I look at that schedule to finish out 2022, a lot of great tracks for William Byron. Look at how dominant he was at Miami. Sure enough, that's back in the playoffs where it belongs. Look at how good he's been at the Roval the last few years. He, he was honestly going to win the Roval until Tyler Reddick punted him. Yeah. When I look at that, when I look at, like I said, at Vegas, at Martinsville, so many good tracks, and they're right at the very end of the year. I have that feeling that he's going to go off on a tear, and he's going to make it to the Final Four. But obviously, I have Kyle Larson going back-to-back. And honestly, I have to say Denny Hamlin at this point, I think that he'll make it again. But I'm really starting to feel like he's going to finish his career without a championship. Yeah, I was just going to say, I hate to say it, but I think his chances of winning a title yeah. are past. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> what about Chase? He'll that, be there. The funny thing is, that's my final four. It's Larson back-to-back, Chase, Byron, Denny Hamlin. So think of that. Three out of the four Hendrick cars. Who's the only one that doesn't make it? Bowman. Mm-hmm. What about Harvick? Is he done? No. no. Kevin, like I said, I think Kevin is going to bounce back this year. I see him winning a couple races, and I think late in the year or early 2023, he'll announce that 2023 will be his last year. And I'll tell you what, and I'm not saying this to be a homer, 
But honestly, Josh, oh god, I'm getting no. Do I have him in my final four? Be realistic, uh, Jake. Okay, I I don't have him in my final four. Okay, I don't have Brown in my final four. I thought you were gonna say Bowman. <laughs> Bowman's not even gonna finish in the top he, ten. He feels like puking right now just for thinking about it. I do. <laughs> so, anyway, on a personal note, as as I'm sure that you saw in everything, three days before Christmas, Brad Keselowski's dad passed away. And what I, the way I'm tying this in is he he wrote in a notebook his goals for 2022, and this is what he wrote. He said, obviously, to win his first race with RFK. He said to win the Daytona 500 or Michigan. There obviously, goes Tennessee's uh, chances go, of clinching the go, one seed. Go. What's that? I said there goes Tennessee's chances of clinching the one seed. Oh yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so As Nick his, Bolton rolls down the sideline with so a pick six. His goals for 2022. <laughs> Win my first race with RFK, win the Daytona 500 or Michigan, his home track, get himself and Busher into the playoffs, and he wrote finish in the top five in playoffs. Yeah. And finally, the last goal that he wrote was make my dad proud, which honestly, I think he made his dad proud long before he passed away. So I think with Brad, originally my, my prediction for his first year with the six team, it was one win in the round of 12. I'm going to say two wins in the round of eight. Tim, you're up. So – I think I won't hold you to it. I have actually uh, multiple drivers, but I think the 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 biggest name I think is Ryan Blaney. Yeah, he's he did some crazy things last year that um, you can't pass up. He was I can't I don't want to say dominant because he wasn't. He really wasn't dominant. But he had a breakout season. He but he finally, was, it was one of his better seasons of his career. He finally won more than one race on the yeah. air. And don't forget, for better or worse, big shakeup at Penske this year. So, so. I think, yeah, yeah. So I think I think he's going to be a top four or final four. And and he came so close to making the right. final four this year. Yep. And the thing is, when I look at Ryan, new crew chief, Todd Gordon retired. He has Jonathan Hassler, who was Joey Logano. He worked with Joey Logano. He worked with Brad. He was their engineer. And that's the thing. Brad's gone, so he's not the lead guy anymore at Penske. And Ryan said that once he realized that Brad was going to be leaving Penske, Ryan said that he wanted to take on more of a leadership role because everyone is expecting Joey Logano to be the leader of Penske. God bless well, him if who, anyone and, thinks that. And but, that's who my second person was, was Joey Logano for oh, this year. But that's the thing. I, like, I, I think that himself – and Blaney, I think that they will be contenders. Oh, yeah. I think yeah. I think they'll definitely have a shot at the final four. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. And of course Cindric's got massive shoes to fill there in that oh, two yeah. car. Oh, so. yeah. Well that's another one. I mean he is talented, but sure enough his dad is the team president. Yeah. And here's my question for you guys, the seasoned vets of NASCAR. Uh is there any new racers that's breaking into the scene at all? Well Well, Cindric and Cup, Burton. Ty Gibbs, even yeah. though he hasn't made has it he yet. Moved he's up? Gonna yeah, be I was going to say, he hasn't moved up yet, right? No. I think that kid's going to be the next Kyle oh, Busch. I'm telling you, he's amazing. So they're rookies then, really much? Cindric yeah. is a rookie. You might as well pencil Cindric in for rookie of the year now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, when it's Cindric and, and Todd Gillen, he's definitely a shoe-in for rookie Unless of the year. Unless he has a slur yeah. or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, don't be surprised to see Burton contending in that 21 oh, yeah, car. Oh, yeah, Harrison Burton. I forgot about him. I could see Obviously that. Obviously a relation to Jeff, right? That's yeah. his son. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> How many career wins did Jeff have, Jake? He had 21. You think yeah. Harrison tops that or no? I don't think he'll top it, I but I think. But I think eventually he'll win some cup races. Is yeah. he driving the X side car? 
No, Singular man. wireless. Yeah. <laughs> what about Seco? Yeah. <laughs> that X-Side car was yeah. awesome, though. It was, especially the purple. Yeah, yep. X-Side was my favorite. All right, well, that's going to wrap it up for the NASCAR segment. Um, this next one probably won't take too long, but we have the College Football National Championship this Monday. Unfortunately, it's a repeat of the SEC championship game, Alabama against Georgia. Um, Michigan, Cincinnati didn't really put up much of a fight in those games. No. Nope. Sorry, but, Josh. Well, you know what? As a Michigan fan, it was a good season. I mean, by far the best season they've had under Harbaugh. He finally beat Ohio State, got that off his back. And, of course, now there's rumors swirling that he's going to be the head coach of the Bears or Raiders, so that's just great. Yeah, Jeez. I was just going to say. How are but, your thoughts uh, about that? Uh, honestly, I don't think he's leaving. I no? hope I'm right. I can't see him I don't going think anywhere. He's leaving. That's a cushy job. It's well, just a yeah. dream job in my opinion. So Obviously, Kyle Williams is praying he goes to the Raiders. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, you can't deny it. Everywhere the guy goes, I mean, the teams are successful. Yeah. 49ers, Stanford, mm -hmm. San Diego State. Yep. Michigan now. Do you really want to risk it, though? Just like how obviously we'll be talking about him in a uh, little bit, though, but yeah. about Urban Meyer. Well, I mean, oh, the thing with Harbaugh is he took, a, he took half a pay this year. He was making $8 million. He went down to four. He got a million-dollar bonus for making the playoffs, and he donated it to all the people that lost their jobs during the pandemic, which I thought was cool. Stand-up awesome. guy. But Stand -up uh, guy. my only fear is, and, and this is no secret, but they can't recruit with Ohio State. No. And if you saw them play in that Rose Bowl with that receiving core they have, those guys are all back next year. Oh, yeah. So get ready because they'll be up there again. Yep. And Jigba and, you know, they got Julian Fleming, pride and joy of Southern Columbia down the road here in, in uh, you know, that area. But uh, – you know, it was a good year for Michigan, great year for Cincinnati. I mean, nobody oh, saw yeah. that coming. No. But I think at the end of the day, you got teams like Notre Dame missing out. They deserve to be in the playoffs. It's time to expand the thing. Make it the 10 eight. or 12 teams. Give the top two seeds a bye. Right. It's it's too small. Four is not enough. Yeah. I'm not saying any anybody else would have beat Alabama or Georgia. We may still have that same matchup. But to me, the committee – seeded the teams the way they did because they didn't want to rematch in the semifinals. Right. Because in my opinion, after Michigan blew out Iowa, they should have been the number one seed. Uh, yeah. You're I number two I going absolutely in. Absolutely agree with you that. You went 42-3, to three, you should be the number one seed. Yep. But they purposely moved Alabama up there so they didn't have to play Georgia until the finals, and they got their wish. And it's yeah, it, it makes for good TV. Right. right. Yep. Me personally, I don't see Alabama slipping far enough to lose that game. I yeah, think either. they still win. I mean, it, it's uh, looking at the stats and everything, I mean, the points per game – Georgia thirty nine, Alabama forty one. I mean, it's 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 going to be a. I think it's going to be a, a nice brawl to see. Yeah. Finally, instead of watching Alabama just murder somebody, Georgia's defense is just out of oh, this world. Oh, it's it's insane. There's probably six or seven first round draft picks on that defense. Oh yeah. Seems I mean, like that way every year. Passing yards allowed. Yeah. Georgia one hundred seventy two. Alabama two hundred twenty three. Right. So yeah, that's that's quite a a, a big difference there. But the rushing yards, I mean, that defense, that rush defense for both teams, is it's 81 to 82. Right. It's, the same. it's pretty much the same. But my only concern with Alabama is they lost one of their stud receivers in that SEC championship game. You know, Mechie went down. He's out for the season. Yep. But, you know, you got the Heisman Trophy winner and Bryce Young. Um, I'm not confident in Georgia's quarterback as well as they played against Michigan. I mean, to me, Michigan won their Super Bowl when they beat Ohio State. I mean, Harbaugh was 0-5 going into that game. So. Yep. I know they beat Iowa still, but I didn't expect them Any to Any win against Ohio State is a good win. Exactly. Um, but, yeah, I think Alabama wins another national title because, to me, Saban is like Belichick. As soon as you yeah. start counting them out, here he comes. Yep. I mean, they should have lost to Auburn. Probably shouldn't even be here. But the fact that, and look he at even, Georgia's schedule. Yep. 
They he, haven't really played anybody significant no, until they nobody, played Alabama. Nobody they got big. Smoked. Right. Nobody big at all. They lost that game by 17 yeah. points in Atlanta. So Even even uh, uh, Saban's brought it up before in interviews. He goes, we love to be the underdog. Yeah. Like, that just gives us more reason to be oh, pissed absolutely. off. And, and they're very rarely the and underdog, now, but when and it happens. In the national championship, you're going to put Alabama as an underdog? They're right. they're favored by three points? Right. That's It's so funny you say that, Tim, because I was just watching an interview with Saban from the one game that he played that he was the underdog, and he was like, I love when you guys oh, yeah, 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 the underdog. Yeah. He's yeah. like, you guys, you, you give me poison. I love eating your poison. Yeah. <laughs> I was dying. John, it is, though. What are your quick thoughts on uh, Lincoln Riley bolting for USC? I I'll be a hundred percent honest with you. When I saw the news, I was blindsided. I didn't I heard nothing about him going yeah. to USC. And then I remember well, the rumors were he's getting the LSU job. Yeah, and I saw interviews where they, well, to his credit, he said, "I'm not going to LSU." <laughs> right, he wasn't <laughs> so, wrong. So he uh, I watched the interviews like, "No, I'm a I'm a Sooner," but <laughs> boomer didn't say anything about USC. <laughs> so. But I, I think he'll do all right at USC, to be honest. Brian Kelly, on the other hand, at LSU, not a good move nah, for him. I don't think that's going to no. work. Mm-mm. But, I mean, it was a good move for him. Yeah. And literally for him only. Well, that segues into the next topic here before we get into yeah. the NFL talk. You've got these coaches leaving before bowl games. Brian Kelly left Notre Dame. Lincoln Riley left before they played. Bob Stoops had a coach. Awesome. And you've also got players opting out to keep their health for the NFL draft stock. So I wanted to get you guys to weigh in on this topic whoever wants to jump in could go but to me they're one and the same i don't think you could blame one and not the other to yeah, be honest you know like the way i look at it josh i mean look at look at coral from Ole miss mm-hmm. playing in that bowl game and now all He's of lucky. a sudden yeah and you look at someone like kenny pickett on the other hand i mean really this is the best that pit football has looked in decades for that right. matter and honestly i if i'm kenny like i i don't blame him one bit yeah you know, you don't want your draft stock to fall. You don't want, obviously, your career to be jeopardized before you move to the pros. So, yeah, I mean, I, I honestly understand it as as a player, you know. Now, what about – Coaching-wise, I, man, I, I need to think about that for a second. Tim, what about you from a coaching perspective? I mean, Notre Dame's a few breaks away from being in the playoffs. You know, let's say, yep. you know, uh, Alabama does lose to Georgia in that SEC title game. All of a sudden, Notre Dame's in the championship game. Yep. And Brian Kelly's hired at LSU. How do you – justify that oh god man you're leaving your team high and dry yeah that's tough that that'd be i mean i i financially i understand why he did it yeah but i mean nine times out of ten when you think notre dame you think brian kelly yeah and well you for just, the last just, decade you, just, you, you, you could put him in regular outfit without the notre dame hat on and you can look and say well that's notre dame like right. it's just it's he's in one hand, Notre Dame's in the other hand, and uh, more I, wins than Lou Holtz, Newt yeah, Rockney. I which mean, I just don't understand how. Uh, like I said, I guess you know the financially, yeah, you can take that, but sometimes you just, I just think in 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 my heart, when you're dedicated to something for so long, yeah, money shouldn't be the factor that changes your mind to to go over, because I'm, you're already making a lot, yeah, you're already making tons of money. The ritual that is Notre Dame is, like, almost bigger than any other college football team. Right. And for you to, to just walk away that easy, that quickly, yeah. only for financial gain? Well, I think there's one factor that you can't overlook in his decision to go to LSU, and it's the academic standards. We know right. that Notre Dame's academic standards are up there with you oh, know yeah. Stanford Huge. and top colleges Huge. in the country. 
So a guy that Brian Kelly couldn't get at Notre Dame because his grades aren't great, he could probably get at LSU. Because, oh, right, without you know, even question. Say what you want, but their academic standards aren't up to what right. Notre Dame's are. But wouldn't so. you want, as as a coach, wouldn't you want your your players to be academically able to, you know, achieve what they whatever they want yeah. before they move on? If they if, in a know, perfect world, the, what's you're the going majority? What's the, what's the percentage of players that go to the, the it's NFL? Like one in three hundred thousand. Not a lot. Yeah. So you want you'd rather them be great at their uh, academics. And then you know, hey, if you if you rolled that dice and and you got it and you're going to the NFL, good right. for you, man. You're getting drafted, great. What about the other guys that are sitting there, you know, sitting their heads in the books and right. and, and doing all their homework and you know achieving what they thought. You know, let me play some football while I'm getting a, a academic uh, education here. Mm-hmm. And I just don't see, like I said, I just don't see why he would. And, that, and that's the thing about it. I mean, these kids are supposed to, in a perfect world, be going to school for academics. Yeah. You know, the football secondary. But, you know, you had Kirk Herbstreet the other day on, on the Rose Bowl pregame show saying that these kids just don't love football anymore like they right. used to. I mean, I'm I don't not know going. If I agree with that. I'm, you know, back in the day, I'm not going to, I'm not going to college. I'm not going to uh, Notre Dame for academics. Yeah. I'm going for the football school. Right. I'm going, uh, you're going to Georgia. Same thing. You're yeah. going to. Alabama. Alabama. Same yeah. thing. There's no reason. I mean, you you do whatever you can to skate by. Yeah. But the the possibility of you making it to the next level on those, you know, the big name schools, Alabama, uh, Clemson. Right. You you can. There's a huge or bigger percentage to to make it into the big leagues than, you know, going to Pittsburgh. Right. But. Well, to me, another problem is the early signing period too, because you've got these kids that have to make a decision right now on where they're going to go to school, and they want to know who's going to be the coach at that school before they commit. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's kids that were all set, ready to go to Oklahoma, and then Lincoln Riley's at USC, and it's like, well, wait a minute, I want to go there instead. Yeah. So, they have I mean, look at Rudy. <laughs> look right. at Rudy. He was offsides. He was at one. He was offsides. <laughs> Number two, he was there, and the coach that was there was great, and yeah. then the coach left, and, you know, he got he got the crap end of the stick. But, yeah, he find, hey, they let him out on that last play, though. Exactly. That's all that matters. John, any thoughts on that? No, I mean, Brian Kelly, for example, I mean, he's doing what's best for him and his family, I guess. Right. But as they always say, you know, what's better than a lot of money? Yeah. More money. True. So. Ten-year, $95 million contract. I'll tell you what, though. You want to see an awesome, cool video to feel good for those Notre Dame kids you watched when they introduced Marcus Freeman as the head coach in the locker yeah. room? I don't know if you guys saw that video or not. Oh, I did. But I encourage you to check it out because that place went nuts when he walked in, when he was hired and. The athletic director announced him as a new head coach. It was a cool video to see because that place went crazy. And that's what you need. Yeah. You yeah. need that. He's that a good, morale. A he's a great, guy. Yeah. Oh, he's and he he's a great coach. coach. Yeah. I mean, Absolutely. starting 2022, he will make nothing under nine million dollars a year until 2031. Who's that, Kelly? Brian Kelly. And then in 2031, he will make ten million dollars. I think we could have done without the fake Southern accent, though. That was kind oh, of over yeah. the top. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's dancing with a recruit. I'm like, dude, should have stayed in South Bend. A recipe for disaster. I mean, don't forget, not too long ago, he was the head coach at Cincinnati, and now he's down there in Baton Rouge. I don't think he's going to beat Alabama anytime soon. But Absolutely not. We'll see what happens. Oh, his incentives. Did you see the salary incentives? No. From 2022 till 2031. He will not make under ten million dollars a year, and in twenty thirty one, he will make eleven million dollars. Now don't in forget just this. in incentives. Yeah. 
standards have changed down there. Let's not forget, LSU was national champions two years ago, so I know that team is loaded. We'll get to Burrow and Jamar Chase here in a second, mm -hmm. but, man, you go to you go to LSU and have a couple eight and four seasons, you're going to be looking for another job pretty soon. Just so you know, they gave him an interest-free loan of $1.2 million. Oh, good. I was worried about that yeah. interest-free loan. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, for a house and two cars. There we go. That's what he needs. That's in, that's insane. It is, but they can. It, it, that's what amazes me about these, like the uh, college sports and uh, professional sports. They pay so much for these players, which I don't think. And I've said it before. I don't think any of these guys deserve as much as they make. No. That money that you you want to pay these people, they should. There should be in the contract. You got to pay X amount of dollars per year towards a charity of your choosing. Yeah. Now, don't forget, too, these college kids are making millions of now dollars they are. on endorsement deals. Yep, so now they are. Don't forget about that. I can't believe they allowed that, but <laughs> we won't get into that. Well, today. to me, the university's making money off of them, so they should get yeah, that's some. That's true. Yeah, but I the education so. is worth a lot, too, though. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Like, then pay for, pay for you know, free right. college for kids that can't afford to make it. Right. All right, let's get into this NFL talk here. Um, unfortunately, we have to start off with some saddening news. We lost... Uh, Two great coaches, uh, John Madden and Dan Reeves, passed away um, last week. And, you know, I know at least from my perspective, when I was a kid growing up, John Madden was always on TV in my house. Yeah. Yep. He always called the big cowboy games with Pat Summerall. And when Ooh. he wasn't doing that, he was up in the Metrodome calling the Vikings games with Chris Carter. And that him, was so. the duo yeah. of yep. history. They were always on in my house. And Ooh. when I wasn't watching them on TV, I was playing his video games. Yep. So. I don't, what, what do you guys think about I John mean, Madden's legacy? You, you'll you'll laugh at me because I I know you, you want to talk about memory. I don't know I don't remember much about John Madden because like you said you know in your house you all you know John Madden was on. Yeah, uh, my parents really didn't watch sports that often that I can remember at least. But he definitely changed the way you celebrate Thanksgiving. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> With but the turducken. The one thing I do remember is watching the movie. Uh, the, replacements, oh. the replacements. The uh, replacements. Little Giants too. When yeah. him and Pat Summerall were commentating <laughs> in the movie for the, the replacements right. and it was i just laughed and he, like one of the, the the fat guy scores or something and he goes you know i love to see a fat guy score or dance <laughs> or whatever and i just it his voice their both of their voices his voice is football both of their voices is the history of football sure and it just sounds they it's both iconic. sound yeah exactly. it, they both sound just right being together i don't know that one person changed the game more than john madden between the video game mm -hmm. people forget that he's Got the highest winning percentage of any coach in yep. NFL history. Yeah. I mean, how many years did he coach? Twelve. It wasn't long. Ten seasons, nineteen sixty nine to nineteen seventy eight. Winning percentage of seven uh, seven fifty nine. So three out of four games and Super Bowl. 11. Did you say winning percentage? That was. Yeah, winning percentage of seven fifty nine, and of course the Super Bowl championship, sadly against <laughs> your Vikings. But well, John, you're probably going to hate this, but <laughs> the thing, the memory that comes to my mind quickly with John Madden and Dan Reeves is actually the same game. And it's the 1998 NFC Championship game that Dan Reeves coached in for the Falcons. John Madden called. And, of course, you have the missing ring. Why make the poor kids suffer? I mean, if if I got to talk about both of them in the same game, that's it right there. Absolutely. The way the way that I compare John Madden and Pat Summerall would be like wrestling with Jim Ross and Jerry the King. Yeah. Yeah. Just four iconic voices that you heard in your childhood. So, yeah, seeing him pass was very saddening but it just it took me back to watching football on Sundays yeah especially like during during like the um the years when Minnesota was kind of relevant but then when they dropped off and they had Gus Farrat as their quarterback I feel like they're always at the Metrodome though those two every time yep and they're always calling Cowboys 49ers games the big ones back in the yep. 90s 
That's when that's when yeah. they were big back in the night. Yeah. Also, you remember that? DHS <laughs> tapes. Yeah, and also a lot of Packers Vikings games too. Yeah. But I think I agree with you, Josh, that to me and I even I even posted it the night that he passed away. I don't think anyone was more influential on this game than John Madden. Absolutely. I mean, he even tried making it in the NFL as a player. I mean, he was drafted in the 22nd round in 1958 by Philadelphia, but he had a knee injury in training camp. I saw bits but and pieces of the All Madden documentary, oh but I got to see well, the highlights. Was, okay, mean, so do you think all right, he gets, you know, 22nd round he gets drafted. Yeah. He has a leg injury or knee injury, what, knee, what, injury. What, knee injury doesn't play. Yeah. Do you think if he doesn't have the knee injury and he plays and he actually plays and I'm, uh, you know, I'm assuming you're, if you get drafted, you're at least half decent. So do you think we get to see John Madden, the John Madden, how he, how we remember him? I now? was just gonna that's say, I think point. if he had an epic playing career, it might have might have been a little different than the other. Yeah. Might have been a little different. But that's the thing. I mean, he he was so good being a coach, whether it was San Diego State and then going to the Raiders. And obviously the Raiders being a contender every single year from 1969 to 1978. And then, of course, that second career in broadcasting. And I, when I heard about his passing, obviously it broke my heart because I, I love John Madden. Yeah. And, but he was the only guy to work for all four major networks, first with CBS, yep. then with Fox, as we alluded to, and then, of course, ABC and NBC with Al Michaels. And, and for me personally, I mean, yeah, he and Pat Summerall, by far the best duo, but for me personally, I loved when he did Monday Night and Sunday Night with Al Michaels. Mm -hmm. And uh, well, and, and for me as well, from a personal standpoint, when I saw the Steelers win two Super Bowls, sure enough, John Madden was on the call with, with Al Michaels. Last Whether, game. Yeah, a matter of fact, the, the Arizona game with, with Santonio Holmes. And like you said, the turducken, <laughs> when you consider the telestrator, I, was just I mean, that say. man had fun with that telestrator. An absolute right? boss oh, on yeah. the telestrator. And he, he drew some, some not safe or water, water cooler. <laughs> you see the water cooler? Oh, yeah. This is a mother bucket and a father bucket. I'm, I thought he was. I thought he was cursing. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> this is a mother bucket this and is a, father a father bucket. bucket. And since the last game, they had a baby bucket. Yeah, and then he circles the baby he, bucket. He circles it with the yeah. telestrator. My personal yeah. favorite was analyzing <laughs> the steam coming off Nate Newton's head. As I was just and he. There was no bigger Larry Allen fan than John oh, Madden. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he definitely loved loved the big guys he in loved the NFL. The big guys, yep. But yeah, I mean, and then of course, you know, when you look at, like I said, his coaching, his broadcasting, but also, I mean, guys, all four of us can vouch for it. I mean, we, what game you, you're just like, oh yeah, playing Madden. All of us when we were growing up, we played Madden. Yeah, still do. You know? Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, Madden has been around. A, a, really about as long as we've been alive yeah and still to this day and that that's what was so great about that Madden documentary was you had the younger generation you had a Patrick Mahomes you had a Lamar Jackson saying like they dreamed when they were kids about being on the cover of Madden sure enough they were yeah and you know I think without a doubt for Madden 2023 I think without Legends. a doubt they, they, ha no they have to have John on that. yeah they have to and, and, and it can't be called Matt it has to be called Legends not Madden 2022 or whatever it has to be Madden legends. Yeah. yeah. And the sad part is kids today will think, you know, the big games are Nansen Romo or Buck and Aikman, but, you well, know, that, to and us, that's, I, always, I that's how it is for Madden us, though. Summer I can't stand, where it was at. Yeah, I can't but that's how it was Jim for Nance. us, though. I mean, it's, just, the new, it's just a new generation. It's yeah. a new era. Madden just had a voice yep. for, for telling Madden, football. It was football. And, of exactly. course. Madden was football. It's a good and thing we have Frank Caliendo to carry it on for us. And I think I think the one thing with John was, you know, he was – he made it – fun and educational yeah 
And he, he had, when you watched the game with John Madden, whether it was Pat Summerall, whether it was with Al Michaels, you had that vibe that yep. you were just sitting around with your buddies, having a couple beers, just having fun watching him. Just Boom. the vibe. Boom. You know Tough I mean? acting to acting. Tough yeah. acting to acting. Yeah. <laughs> John yeah. Madden, Brett Favre. When one bucket loves another bucket, like, they make another bucket. And then, uh, like, I was watching one earlier today. It was, sadly, it was when Brett threw a touchdown to beat the Vikings. He's doing the, it on purpose. Back in the late. No. He's just trying to hurt me. <laughs> hey, I, hey. I love you, man. He's doing it on purpose. That. Anyway. Wait, you're telling me you love me on camera? Oh, no. no. Don't take it that way. Anyway. So, anyway. Does she know? Official. Does she know? <laughs> it's Facebook official now. Anyway. So, anyway. So, Brett throws a touchdown. There's like 15 seconds left in the game. And John Madden, as as we refer to, the love he had for Brett Favre. He like, loved Brett Favre. He's like, unbelievable. Only Brett Favre can make that play right there. Yeah. <laughs> you know? like <laughs> Right. It's kind of like how, uh, what's his name, Chris Collinsworth is with uh, Aaron oh, Rodgers. Now here's a guy. <laughs> now here's a guy. I cannot stand Chris Collinsworth. He seriously has the most annoying voice in the national. He's the new John Madden. Now here's a guy. No. Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> One of the Look things, at that beautiful throw Aaron Rodgers made. One of the things I've noticed with these, I don't want to call them new commentators, but, you know, the commentators now. Anytime, no matter what game you tune into, it could be the Vikings game, it could be Cowboys game, Steelers game, Cardinals game, whatever. During that game, Joe Buck, Troy Aikman, Chris Collinsworth, one of them will say, this is the greatest player to ever play this position. Every single time. Oh, yeah. Every John week. John Gruden did it every game. Jesus. <laughs> like, Rodgers and Brady give especially. It. Like, who's yeah. the, who is actually the greatest player? God, just stop saying – oh, uh, T.J. Watt is the greatest defensive player to ever play football, ever. And then you switch over to next week, and he's watching another game. Chandler J.J. Jones. Watt <laughs> yeah. is the greatest defensive yeah. player to I'll ever play. I'll tell you what, that Micah Parsons, he looks pretty good He is there. the he worst defensive great. player <laughs> I have ever seen. But here's one thing I just want to add, too. It's so eerie that they advertised the Madden documentary. Got it out just in time. Okay. Right before he so, passed. So I had a funny feeling about that. I'm not going to lie. When, when yeah. they, I thought he was dead already. Yeah, when they were previing <laughs> that, I'm like, oh, this so, is Hey, they did that for Betty so, White, too. 85 is a yeah. good life, though. Another oh, it, rip. it's a great life. So so my perspective life. my perspective on this is for a lot of times when someone that has been around the sport, their respective sport for such a long time and had such an impact on, on that sport, that game, you know, I remember – um, I don't know if you remember or not, Josh, but it was back in 2015. Yeah. Steve Burns with NASCAR and Fox yeah. when he had when he had cancer, mm -hmm. and they ran the race at Bristol. They dedicated it like you know, like saying like we love you, Steve. This is for you. He watched the race with his wife and his son. Two days later, he passes away. Yeah, and I think with John, they said that John watched that documentary with his wife and his two sons. And I think just seeing all those people like a Troy Aikman like a Bill Belichick, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, seeing all those people talk about what he meant to, you know, what they meant to him personally and to the game itself. I think in some ways, yeah, John has some heart issues that I heard about. But I think when he saw that documentary and he saw what how highly people thought of him, he's like probably thought, like, I've lived a good life. So oh, I, yeah. I can okay go, now. go now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, and I thought Troy Aikman said it perfectly. He's like, he narrated my career. Yeah. yeah. And that's yeah, pretty much what it was. Took I mean. the words out of my mouth. And I love the, the one last thing when he talked about how Troy was trying to grow that beard. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> He's got a little bit up here and a little bit down here, but I not much right here. I would quit after four days. <laughs> oh, man. Good stuff. Yep. Well, from one coaching legend to uh, – 
quite a debacle in Jacksonville this year. We had Urban Meyer. Is this going to be on the same channel? Yeah. Okay. It is. And Jake's going to have to move back a little bit here shortly, but you're good <laughs> for now. Or someone's going to die. You're good for now. Um, Let's go home. <laughs> so Urban Meyer, I mean, what could you say? The guy won has won everywhere he's been, Bowling Green, Ohio State, Florida. So Jacksonville tries this experiment higher in this college coach. They got a new quarterback. Chop, chop. Nice draft, in my opinion. And, you know, Urban Meyer comes in and just totally botches the whole thing. Okay. Uh, I'm not going to pat myself on the back, but I said it at the beginning of the year, he was only going to last 12 games. He lasted 14. And Urban, as successful as he is, he is also as shady as there is. Because he won those two championships with Florida. And he says, oh, I'm stepping down. I have health issues. I have chest pains. I'm never going to coach again. But you sign a deal with Ohio State. You sign a deal with Ohio State. You lead them to a championship. You say, oh, I'm done coaching for good. And then three years later, you sign with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, the Jacksonville Jaguars who are just down the road from the Florida Gators. How can you trust someone like that, seriously? How can you trust someone that lied to the Florida Gators, lied to the Ohio State Buckeyes, you know, saying, like, yeah, I'm done. I'm never going to coach again. I knew, like I said, I knew that this experiment was going to fail. And I think in a lot of ways, like the, the video, the video of the, the girl grinding on. First off, hot. Okay. First off, <laughs> but Tony Dungy that weekend, he said it. When I was a head coach, whether it was Tampa Bay, whether it was Indianapolis, Never, ever was he like, I'm going to stay behind. You guys can go home. Right. Because like Tony said, if something happened to any player, whether it was Peyton Manning, Reggie Wayne, Marvin Harrison, if something happened to a player, that's on your ass. Mm -hmm. And for Urban to leave everybody behind and say like, oh, yeah, I just, I just want to have dinner with my wife, kids, and grandkids. And then sure enough, that video surfaces. Yeah. To me, that just, with shows, that just shows – but to me, though, that just shows really how – you how untrustworthy and really how much of a slime ball he really is. Yeah. You know the old saying about when it's too hot in the kitchen, get out of the kitchen. I feel like yeah. Urban Meyer's done that almost everywhere he went. Oh yeah. I mean like you said in Florida the health problems. Mm -hmm. Ohio State under some scrutiny for hiring guys that were beating their wives yep. and dr had drinking problems and all this. He's a I mean scumbag. The whole a scumbag <laughs> that donated money. Jake Meyer's thing with the, you know, kicking the kicker. I don't know. I don't know what what's what to make of that. But to be honest with you, the, the fact that it happened in August and we're just hearing about it now is exactly. kind of troubling and then sure to me. Enough, when it, and sure enough, it pops up, and then the very next day, Shad Khan fires yeah. him. Yeah. And for Jacksonville to sit there and say that that wasn't the reason, I'm thinking, yeah, okay. Bullshit. I got a bridge I want to sell you then too. If he but had a winning season, do you think they say anything about him kicking the? Oh, cricket? if he was winning, I don't think oh, this no, would be no, an exactly. issue at all. That's, that's it's the it fact is, that though. you're two and fourteen, and you know the season's on the brink. You're, you're just. You're trying to find a scapegoat. You're and on your Urban way out. Meyer with all his issues just happened to be it. Now, here's I just hope they haven't damaged Trevor Lawrence beyond repair because that's what I'm worried about. I don't think so. Here's the guy my hasn't thrown a touchdown pass in I don't know how many weeks. <laughs> it's been a while. Jake, seven weeks? Well, I'm hoping he throws a bunch of them tomorrow, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll get to that. we got some crazy scenarios. Here, here's the thing I just want to say, though, and this is really throwing it out there. I think, personally, if Travis Etienne, Et Etienne? Etienne. If he Etienne, didn't yeah. get hurt, I think, now this is me throwing it out there, that it would be a totally different season but, for Jackson. But they have a stud in James Robinson. They weren't even using yeah. him. They weren't using him, though. But you know what Urban Meyer was trying to do. I don't know what he was trying to do. Trying to get him and his boy back together and try to make something happen there with that team. Well, they worked Tebow out. It didn't work out. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A, a Tebow, too. Well, yeah, a, a, you, you bring him back as a tight That's end. That's when the circus first started, when he brought Tebow yeah. in. Yeah, you bring him back as a tight end when he hasn't played in a regular season game since 2012. Yeah. at a position he's he, never played. He yeah. was just trying to get he God back on his team. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Urban Meyer he needs God, that's for sure. But, yeah, Tebow, he didn't make the 2013 Patriots. He didn't make the 2015 Eagles, and you're trying to bring him back as a tight end? <laughs> Josh, you even said it that he, he wasn't going to make the final roster. Could have told you that the day they signed him. Oh, yeah. I, I, I'll be honest, I, I screwed this one up. I thought Urban Meyer would have some success in Jacksonville. So did I. Boy, yeah, was I wrong. I think everybody did. I mean, they had a I good did. draft. Like you said, ATN, I mean, they lost I him for the year, no. unfortunately. But for me personally, I'm not a Jags fan, obviously, but uh, I would worry about Trevor Lawrence here now. He might be damaged goods. I thought their defense was going to hold them back, but it was going to be the offense that kept them going. But Well, you look around the league. Zach Wilson is on a terrible team, playing decent. Trey Lance going to probably play for his team in the playoffs. I, at least I would. Jets have a great coach, though, I think. They do. Oh, I love Salah. Is, I, just, I this love guy's it. energy exactly. is just insane. To me, the perfect hire for Jacksonville, uh, I have two guys in mind. I think either Byron left, which makes a ton of sense. He played his what I heard. basically his whole career there. And then uh, the name escapes me now. They just brought somebody in for an interview that I thought. Oh, Doug Peterson. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those are the two guys that I would be looking at. So, yeah, they interviewed Byron. It was yesterday, and I think they interviewed Doug. I think it was last week, actually. Yeah. So yeah, I honestly I have a feeling it's gonna, it's gonna be Byron Leftwich. Who I mean, do you I'm think has the best here. success if they get signed with that team? I think Peterson's who you want to hire if you want to yeah. start. I think because so honestly, too. I I feel like Doug got a raw <laughs> deal in Philadelphia. I really oh, do. Oh god, yeah. Uh, he got raw dogged. <laughs> but I'm okay with it because even though the Eagles are going to the playoffs, I think Sirianni's a moron. So yeah, have at it. Tim, any thoughts on Urban Meyer? Urban I've, Meyer? Al- I've always hated him. Urban Meyer, yeah. <laughs> so I really <laughs> don't have many back. thoughts on him. I mean, I it's just, easy to hate any coach from Ohio State, yeah. but, you know. I just really think if Travis played, it would be a, a totally different season because they'd yeah. have him and Robinson. Like a one-two punch. Exactly. Yeah. And they have, who's the other guy? Obu Wakani or whatever you say his name? However the hell yeah. you say it. He didn't they play have a bad. Solid roster. I mean, exactly. Marvin Jones is no slouch. No, he's a great wide receiver. Right. And they have Lavishka. Oh, yeah, Lashika. Oh, <laughs> they have Dale, they, you still listening? They have a solid team there, but like they I was, like I felt like Trevor and Travis were just gonna have an absolute crazy year. Oh God! Oh God! Think it all about all the players that they let walk out the door, though. I mean, you had the best corner in the league in Jalen Ramsey. Yep. You traded him. Nindakwe was another one. Right. Calais Campbell was there at yeah. one time. There's yep. really no one left from that, no. that 2017 team. The he, defense was Leonard Fournette down. was another one, too. you got to reward your good drafts with, you know, second contracts. I mean, let's yeah. face it. I'm not I saying agree. running back positions, but everybody else. Right. Whatever. Um, any predictions on what the Washington football team might change their name to on February 2nd? Well, I talked to Kyle Williams the other day, and he said that it was leaked that it's going to be the Admirals. Yeah, I keep hearing that, too. That's what Boomer Esiason said. I'm hoping the Sentinels. <laughs> yeah, Boomer Esiason also said that Aaron Rodgers is going to boycott the Super Bowl if he makes it. Yeah. Might, hey, it hasn't happened yet. I thought they were going to stay the football team, but the more reports I'm hearing, Admirals, Commanders. Yeah. Wolves. Cyclones was another one that popped up. Oh, God. I heard yeah. the Wolves and the uh, Admirals. Yeah. Well, you know what? To me, they're always. see the Sentinels. Well, you know what? <laughs> I'm as politically incorrect as they get. To me, they're always going to be the Redskins. Yeah. Between care. trying to remember that and the Las Vegas Raiders and the San Diego Chargers, I mean, it's. Mm-hmm. St. Louis Rams. Yeah. Phoenix Cardinals, Chicago Cardinals. Give me Sam Bradford. <laughs> <laughs> Collarbone week one in preseason. <laughs> All right. So, Antonio Brown. Jackass. I mean, 
Controversy seems to follow this guy wherever he goes. Making money. Takes his pads off on the sideline on Sunday at the Meadowlands in the third quarter. Proceeds to do jumping jacks in the end zone and runs to the locker room. And for all I know, he's still in New York because he's doing podcasts and yeah. going to Brooklyn Nets games and all this. But and an OnlyFans model, supposedly. Yeah. Nice. I mean, in my opinion, if you're the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you're foolish if you didn't think this was going to happen at yeah. any point. I so, mean, Bill Belichick couldn't corral him, so who can? Okay, so. Guy's got issues. Mentally, yeah. Ser- and, I, and I mean serious issues. And I will say, I will say he does need to get help before it's too late. But it's like the old saying goes, you need to want to get help. And to me, Antonio just seems too ignorant not to want to get help. He thinks that he's he's not not the problem. But that's the thing. And that's where he needs the help from because he doesn't yeah. think he's the problem. Well, Tony Dungy said it best. I mean, these teams that continue to sign him, they're enabling this behavior. Yeah. I like, would, he needs to be humbled by not playing football for yeah. a year or two yeah. and realizing, like, you know, my mental health is forefront here. It's not The only way I'm going to get a job back is if I go and talk to somebody. Right. And the guy was a couple catches away from making all this bonus, bonus money. Bonus money, yeah. Three hundred thirty-three thousand three hundred thirty-three dollars. Right, and not only that, when he, uh, Tim, as you can, uh, as obviously you can relate, when he was in Pittsburgh from about twenty eleven to twenty fifteen, I thought he was on his way to being an all time great. Yeah. Honestly, he was. He you still is really numbers you, wise. You could guarantee he was going to get at least five catches over a mm. hundred yards, maybe even two hundred. Yep, couple touchdowns a game. I mean, honestly, like he. But like you said, like me and you talked that one day, that hit. Oh, that with he perfect. Took. Yeah. Yeah. Me, a lot of people are saying. That. I don't think that. I, and I'll say it, to, you know, forever. I don't think it was a dirty hit. I just think it was the play that just unfolded that yeah. way. But it cha- it definitely he's, he's changed been, the way he played football. He's been cuckoo ever since. I mean, yeah. I remember it was a year later. We were watching the Steelers and Ravens, yeah. and here he is. He's flipping a Gatorade cooler on the sideline because Ben wasn't thrown to him enough. Mm-hmm. All I'm gonna say is, John, I'll ask you this question because I know these two guys know the answer. Who was the one coach that was able to keep Antonio Brown in line? Oh, Jesus Christ. Not Bill Cowher. No. He didn't have, Bill Cowher didn't have him. But who was the one coach where virtually nothing happened under? And then when it got well, too I'll, late, they cut him cut I'll him give loose. you a hint. He hasn't had a losing season yet. Oh, oh shut wait. Is it <laughs> Mike Tomlin? He has the same initials as Mike Tyson. Dude. Mike Tyson. <laughs> Mike Tomlin. Maybe quit the time, <laughs> time out. Time out. Why are we praising this jackass that he kept him for nine seasons? Jake, Seriously. I'm going to tell you. No. There no. are, I'm going to say, Listen, 25 other teams out there that would like Mike Tomlin as their head coach. Well, they could freaking have yeah. him. I'm going to tell you right now. Why did you guys, seriously, you guys could have gladly declined that interview, John. How does that Cinderella song hell? go? You don't know what you got till it's gone? Don't know what you got <laughs> Josh, till it's gone. he's this generation's Barry Switzer, okay? Okay. He is. He lasted a lot longer than Barry did. Well, Here's yeah. the thing with Antonio Brown. Go ahead. All elite player. Gets the help he gets. That he needs, he goes to any team. He's going to be a stud. Mm-hmm. If he is he thirty-three stays, years old, so the clock's ticking a little bit. I think he could play till he's about thirty-eight. Maybe the Bucks should sign To. He's asking for a tryout. Yeah, he's forty-eight. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing, though. Another thing that there's always two sides to the story. Antonio Absolutely. Brown said his. Bruce Arians said his. Bruce Arians is not well. There's his story. There's situation either. I don't care how great Jake thinks he is at, at coaching a team. No, he's a I'm, great coach. I'm not siding with anybody here. But, I mean, there's his side. Doing jumping jacks side, in the end and then zone. There's, then there's the truth. Doing exactly. jumping jacks in the end yeah. zone on your way out of the stadium and Doesn't making a cut to score a touchdown <laughs> are two different things. Doesn't look good. So the guy was questionable all week with an ankle injury. He missed the last three games, you know, suspension, but he wasn't ready to play anyway. Right. So 
like you said, I, I do think there's two sides. Granted, what Antonio Brown did is not acceptable. He quit on his team. He was. Yeah. He even asked the state troopers for a ride to the airport. Right yeah. at the end of the game. Well, <laughs> at the end of his game. So when he was, when the two of them were in Pittsburgh together, talking about Bruce Aarons and Antonio Brown, it was only the first two seasons of Antonio's career, so 2010-2011, and they did not have a good relationship whatsoever. And of course, what happened was. Mike Tomlin basically ran Bruce out the door, and that's how he got the job with the Colts. Anyway, my point is, Bruce did not want him there. When he got back into coaching in 2019, he said that he did not want Antonio on that team. He was a diva. But sure enough, March of 2020 rolls around. Who do you sign? Tom Brady. And obviously, to me, who runs the ship down in Tampa Bay? Tom it's Brady. Tom Brady. What Tom Brady wants, Tom Brady gets. Well, Tom Brady wants you know? the best of and the best. And here's and the other thing. Bruce Arians said... One hiccup, and this guy's out of here. He shows up with a fake vaccine card, and, and he's still on the team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So well, that just goes to show. You yeah, got we're what just, you signed up just for. just called my I bluff. Think, here's the here's the thing that what annoys me is, so obviously the Steelers finally had enough. They get rid of him. They traded him to the Raiders. He didn't last long with the Raiders. I told Kyle the night that it happened. I'm like, dude, you have no idea what you're getting yourself into. Yeah. So he goes to New England. He lasts two weeks in New England. <laughs> two weeks. At the same time, Tom Brady let this clown live in his house with his wife. Tom and Brady, his, the enabler. With his wife and his kids while you have all these legal issues against you. Hey, you know what? And I won't – I'm not going to say bad th- – well, because it's Tom Brady, but he he but, did something that a lot of people wouldn't. Oh. he was. And, I think he was trying to help him oh, in I, a great way. I agree, Tim. And, and I, I'm with Tom Brady 100% on this. My point is – he let him live there. He got him a second, well, third chance, I guess you could say, with yeah. New England. A fourth chance with Tampa Bay. And Antonio goes on this podcast looking like Dennis Rodman, you know, the way he's dressed up. And he's saying, oh, Tom Brady was only my friend because I'm a good football player. Like the whole thing goes, don't bite well, the hand that feeds you. That, but that's the other thing. It, like we said, what, what he, needs, he needs to go he talk to somebody. He needs professional help. So he, he's, he's at the point now where he's – Everything he's in denial. Everything is everybody else's fault. Not one thing is that has happened to him as 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 is his fault. But let let me ask you this: he just thinks he's right. Let me ask you this. Now I'm being perfectly honest here. Okay, he was with the Steelers for nine seasons. Why are we praising Mike Tomlin like he's some sort of god when Mike Tomlin let him sleep in team meetings? When Mike Tomlin delayed a flight, you know why? Delayed a flight to Oakland thirty minutes because this jackass was late. You know why? When he because because he had the potential to be a Hall of Famer. One more. Exactly. Okay, but one more. But when you let him Facebook Live you in the locker room and you do absolutely nothing about it whatsoever, to me that just shows the lack of discipline that's been there under him. Why do you reward I that kind of behavior and you get friggin' praise for it? I think they saw a cash cow, a future Hall of Famer. Oh. And I'm what do you do to future Hall of Famers? You, what, what, what are the Bucks doing with Tom Brady? Get it, you give him whatever he wants. What, they, what, what did uh, with Peyton Manning? He called his own plays because he's a Hall of Famer. You let them decide. You let them call the plays. You let them do what they want because they are going to take you to where you want to go in the end of the season. That's what they had in their mindset. No one's saying that you know it's because of Mike Tomlin or this or that. It's this is that that was the whole organization. Antonio Brown was going to be a Hall of Fame wide receiver and take them to the promised land and get them countless Super Bowl wins, and then. The hit happens, and it just as you you watched from that hit, 
Watch every week after that, up until every this past this yeah. past weekend. That's every year, it just declined even more and more and more. I'm going to answer Jake's question, but I have a, a bold statement to make first, and okay. and that's, I don't think Tampa Bay wins the Super Bowl last year unless they sign Antonio Brown, because although the stats aren't there to show what kind of impact he had on that team, you've got Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and Gronk. You get you somebody like Antonio Brown, who's a number one receiver. You got a monster team. coverages away. I mean, you, you got don't a have to make team. catches to make an impact there. Look the monsters. The what? Look what he did in the Super Bowl. Yep. Yeah. Right. If he wasn't there, they might not have won that. Yeah. Well, granted, the, the Chiefs had nine points. Oh, yeah, that's the, the Chiefs had no offensive line whatsoever in that exactly. game. Exactly. Now, Jake, I'm going to say this with all due respect because you're a good friend of mine, and we're not yeah, ending friendships here. But okay. you need to take the blinders off when it comes to Mike Tomlin. And the reason why that stuff slipped His heart just skipped a beat. That's I don't know if you heard that. That stuff slipped <laughs> under the radar because only the diehard Steeler fans like yourself know about that stuff. Falling asleep in meetings, FaceTime and this or that. Yeah, that's true. Um, I didn't even know about that. And I'm uh, not us a, I average don't consider fans myself of a other teams, diehard we, team. We don't know about any of that stuff. Yeah. And the reason why Mike Tomlin's getting praised is because he put up with it for how many seasons? And when the guy was on a trajectory of a Hall of Fame career. Yeah. And then all of a sudden the best coaches in the game, Belichick, Arians. Gruden can't handle him for more than five weeks. I mean, the proof's in the pudding. I, I He could have been a choir boy for most of Tomlin's career, for all we know. I don't know that. Yeah. Well, but, but when you compare it to what he did elsewhere, I mean, so whatever Tomlin did worked. So our good friend, Billy Lawson, he lived in Pittsburgh 2014, 2015. And he said that, I mean, really, let's face it, beginning of Antonio's career, he seemed like a happy-go-lucky kind of guy. Yeah. Billy said that with A.B. and with Le'Veon that there was a lot of childish behavior when they were there, but obviously the local media covered it up. Well, hell, well, Garrett Blunt and Bell got caught smoking weed in a car. Well, yeah, and, give Tom, and Tomlin didn't do shit about that. <laughs> and, and well, th- it, that, goes ar- that goes around the entire league. And not just football, baseball, soccer, football, whatever. All, it goes through every league. You get these players that you know come from nothing – who are in extraordinary athletes yeah, who have never dollars. seen ten dollars Anto- together? Antonio, I will say. So they get this money hungry, and they think that you know because they had a great season last year that they deserve more money this year. Well, what about the season before that when you were worse last yeah. that year? Shouldn't we take more money off you? And well, no, we here, can't do here's that. Here's the other thing you're going to hear too, and I, I could guarantee this without knowing anybody on that team. Obviously, I bet if you asked anybody on that team about Mike Tomlin, they'd say he's a player's coach. I I could probably get on board with that. I uh, agree with that. And the the way he got around the Antonio Brown thing is he treated him unlike these other guys. Yeah. Um, you know, we're going to maybe we're going to let you get away with this or that. But, and you know, did. once it escalates to a point where we can't handle it anymore, you're gone. You're out. And that's what happened. They yep. saw that Brown was a cancer in that locker room and they cut bait with him, but it wasn't before he had some great seasons there. Absolutely. And he did have some great seasons. But that also and goes to show you that it's it well, you're, know, you're this far away from being cut. Look no matter Carter. who you are. Look what he did when he was a Panther. Mm-hmm. Uh, he got the sack, so Dallas brought him in. He had a so-so season. And he never played another down of football yep. again. He's UFC fighter now. Yep. So talent wins out in these situations. Yep. That, that, that's where they that's where they put the blinders on. Yeah. They I mean, see Ray how Rice great you can be, and they'll pay everything you want. Yeah. And then you become a pre- prima donna, right. and you you just you think you're worth more than you actually play for. Right. And you there's times where look, my ankle hurts. I can't play. Yeah. Okay, so do you think we should pay you the same amount since you're not playing? Yeah. Or, well, no. Okay, 
So then why do you keep asking us for a raise? Right. Why do you keep asking for bonuses and this and that? Yeah. Because he can it shouldn't be happen. Great. And I mean, Look I consider I consider myself a pretty straight shooter, to be honest. So if I didn't think Mike Tomlin was a good coach, I would tell you. Yeah. But I don't think he's a, he's a bad coach. coach. I think he's a good coach. I don't think he's a bad coach. Most but over, I think he's a good coach. Most overrated coach in NFL history. I'll take that to my grave. I, I just think he's being unfairly criticized by you, man. I'm just being honest. I agree. It's not criticized enough. He's he's the kind of person. Let me ask you, though. What did you expect this year? Nothing, honestly. Because of nothing. Tomlin or because Ben was over the hill? Honestly, I just thought the Be whole honest. I thought the whole team was a well, mess. I think yeah, I think there was a bunch of other players I the whole and team stuff was a mess. that were I mean the, the offensive line, the offensive line was relatively green going into the year. The schedule itself didn't really look all that easy. So I mean, Johnny and I, we did a show back in back in the spring and I said I didn't I didn't think they were going to make the playoffs I at all. I think they were putting their all, everything on Najee's uh shoulders this as year as a rookie as he a rookie great. and and he, he did, did great. he did good he did good well, i don't want to say he did great he you did have good. in my opinion claypool and schuster are number two receivers i don't think either of them is a number after one after claypool no. shenanigans one more worried about tiktoks you got another one dancing on teams logos at midfield yeah. Yeah. and then then you're down to the last what Antonio minute? brown never did that and stuff. you and you're and you're showing off that you got a first down whatever the hell it was oh that pissed if me you're off. antonio brown you could get away with that stuff but exactly. when you're the team's second or third best receiver that doesn't cut no absolutely not I'm just here to tell you that they got bigger problems than Mike Tomlin on that team. Yeah, they I need to restructure good, that whole team. Coach. And I think if the Steelers get rid of him, I think they're stupid. Well, I think they're going to have to restructure the whole team. I'll trade you Zimmer for him. Deal. Well, Zimmer's going to be looking for a job, Deal. too. We'll get to that here in a second. Yeah. But, man, if the Steelers get rid of Tomlin, as a diehard Steelers fan, I'd be furious. They won't. Same. I will throw a freaking party if they get rid of him. They're honestly. get they're they're getting rid of the the source of the problem, and that's number seven. Well, so what if they get well, rid number of number number seven is the reason why number seven is the reason why this jackass has never had a losing season. To be honest with you, is he though? Here's the is thing, he the though. reason? Yeah. Here's the thing though, Jake. Sorry to cut you off, Josh, but what if they get rid of Tom when they get Urban Meyer? Oh shit! I would, <laughs> I would not want. I would not want that dirt back. Uh, so you're, you're saying, so you're field. saying that you'd want Tomlin back. If I know that was the choice. I, I, I'm reading Jake's <laughs> mind right now. He wants, he wants Todd Haley. Hey, he's hey, got the, explosions the, the going on. Look decent in Come on, Todd Haley you can't be serious. You're gonna take <laughs> Todd Haley over he's Tomlin? Not, no. Well, first no. off, no. well, honestly, <laughs> first off, Todd was only there because of Mike Tomlin, and Todd was only there because his daddy was actually a scout for the Steelers back in the 70s. That, that, those were the reasons why they ran Bruce Arians out the door. Yeah. Well, you know. I don't know. <laughs> well, Mason, Mason Rudolph's not the answer, but no, I, I think not. he's clearly not. not the answer. I mean, look at 11-0 and last year, and then down the stretch, I mean, Ben just wore out. You have to call oh, it yeah. like it. He was he over out. to Hill. Well, and he was I, definitely over And I mentioned it on, on my other show today. What's when that we, show? Jake's take. Ooh. Okay. When Shameless when plug. we were when we were at <laughs> when we were at Riverside, this was week two back in twenty nineteen, when Ben's elbow went out, and I turned to you and I said, He's done. Remember? <laughs> I, <laughs> I remember that. Well yeah, well you were probably you were probably <laughs> about Tim, don't you remember twenty nineteen? You were probably about ten Miller Lights <laughs> deep, you know? But no, I remember. You're not sponsored Ben's, by Miller Lite. No. Ben's not elbow, yet. but Ben's yeah. elbow gave out. This was yeah, week two. <laughs> this was week two of 2019 against the Seahawks, and we were at Riverside. And I turned to you and I said, "Dude, he's done." I I just had that gut feeling right then and there. I mean, his, what was it? His his elbow? His and elbow in a roundabout way. You weren't wrong on his throwing arm. And honestly, is that the game he came back in at the end? No, 
No, that wasn't it. He was done. That was for a different one. That he was, was done one. for the season okay. right then. You remember that? Did he had Tommy six, John surgery, right? Yeah. Yeah. You had the so, half dozen yeah, of chicken so he, wings, so extra he, crispy mild. <laughs> that Jake so, was staring at the whole so time. He had, so, so Ben has the surgery. He comes back in 2020. Gets off to a great start. But honestly, Josh, even though they were 11 or no, it was an ugly 11 or no. Yeah. Like never, they, were, I, they almost I, lost they to Garrett Gilbert and the Cowboys. But they didn't. But they didn't. But that's I was happy to be in the game. They lose. But that's the thing. They lose five out of their last six. Really should have lost six out of the last six. One good half against the Indianapolis Colts. So, but even then, like I, even then, like I had that vibe in the playoff game, like that was going to be it for Ben. Yeah. Because you heard all this. That talk was back that in. This was this 20, past year. Week two of twenty nineteen, Tim. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so I like I just had like I heard all this talk that he and Marquise Pouncey were going to retire together. Well, they were crying on the bench together last year. I sure as hell yeah. thought it was the end. Yeah. Of yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought so you know? too. But honestly, Maybe I mean, it was just cold that day. But I don't even, know. but even when, but I knew, I knew when I heard that Ben was going to come back for 2021, I knew that was it right then and there. Yeah, I could not see him going past this year. And I mean, I was half joking, half serious before, but I feel like every single time he get knocked to the ground this year, training staff is out there peeling him off the ground. I'm like, holy Christ, Ben, it's time, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, you're it, like, it uh, has been time. I mean, he's done so. From, he's uh, done so Roger much. Roger Rabbit when he gets run over by the steamroller. He's done so much for that organization Lloyd. that you can't you can't Great deny Scott. how great no, he was. No, he I'm not is, taking anything away from him. Just, really but it's just I think he stayed time. one year too long. To be At least he 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 was able to walk off when he wanted to. Although not, I think how he how right. he actually wanted to leave. Yeah. But first ballot. Well, wait before we go any further with that. Our next topic is is perfect for this. So okay. I want to make an executive decision here. Do we let Jake get on his Big Ben soapbox first? We go first. Or do we go first? We go first. Uh, that's what I thought. We have to go, we go first. first so right. then he can hear what we say, yeah. and then he can, he can rip well, us apart. Well, you know, he's, this is going to be a 10 He could just rip us apart. So. Fire away, Let him right. rip us he apart. Power, he has his PowerPoint ready to you go. You want to go first, Tim, or you what want are, one of us to we, go first? Because you're a Steeler fan, so I want at? you to decide. We're at Big Ben's legacy. You guys go first. I'll, I'll hit in that. All right, I'll take this one first because I'm going to be quick. So That's what she said. Lord knows I'm not a big Steelers fan. Yeah, you are. No, I'm not. They had the Cowboys number up until 95 and yeah. finally got one because Neil O'Donnell put a star on his helmet that day. He did. But uh, my, believe it or not, he threw those two passes to Santonio Holmes in that 09 Super Bowl. Oh, that yeah. I do remember. The one that won the game was one of the best passes I've ever seen. I'll admit that. But you're going to be surprised to learn that my biggest Big Ben memory is not a pass that he threw. It's not a ball he handed off while he did start the play, but. I know where you're going with this. The tackle he made yep. in the 05 divisional round against the Colts in Indianapolis. The shoestring tackle. Jerome Bettis, who never fumbles, fumbles the ball at the one-yard line, and a guy that got stabbed in the knee by his girlfriend the week before Nick picks Hayden. the ball up. The night before, actually. He's running the <laughs> other way. He's going to score a touchdown, and big Ben Roethlisberger, who we all know is the best open field tackler in the league, <laughs> brings it down <laughs> to save the game. Mike Vanderjat misses a field goal, and the rest is history, so... For me, that's my best Big Ben memory, and I'll, I'll admit that that throw he made to Holmes. And to have the confidence to go back to him a second time for a guy that just dropped the ball speaks volumes, and he's a Hall of Famer, more so than Eli Manning, in my opinion. Oh, First yeah. ballot, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Josh, you took it right out of my mouth. I was going to say that same thing. I remember watching that game live and watching Big Ben make that tackle. I was like, good God. <laughs> Had he not got that shoestring, that little trip up, totally different game. I mean, what a career you have when you have all for, I mean, I don't know this, Jake. You could confirm if I'm wrong, but all the major passing records in team history. Yeah. And yet we're talking about a tackle as your biggest play. Oh, I mean, yeah. that speaks volumes of the kind of career you had. Absolutely. The toughness. The toughness to me epitomizes the city of Pittsburgh. And 
I hate to say it, but I'm going to go out on a limb here and say he'll be the best quarterback in Steelers history 100 years from now. He is. Well, I heard as well, after he retires, he's actually opened a bakery. But he's only selling one <laughs> pastry. An apple turnover? A turnover. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you were, right. were you waiting, were you waiting I, for everybody to shut up here. so you could say that? I had that here. God, I, I hope they saw him at Sanitary because I'm getting a whole box. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Tim, what do you got for us on Big Ben? I mean, Don't cry now. He's had an incredible career, obviously. Some good, some bad. Like, just everybody else. From Up, Miami of Ohio downs. yet. From Let's Miami not forget. Right. Of not, Ohio. We're not talking Miami, Florida. Not we're talking you. Miami of Ohio. <laughs> but can you imagine being, <laughs> from, you know, being from Ohio and then playing for Pittsburgh right yeah. across the street? That's, that's and having a sip behind Tommy yeah. Maddox. I mean, how many, how many, teams, how many teams passed <laughs> him up for because of his he heavy was, legs? He was the 11th pick in the 2004 NFL draft, and one of those teams was, in fact, the Cleveland Browns. Tim, you just had and to light that fire, didn't you? I did. <laughs> me and me and Billy Lawson, me and Billy Lawson, midnight. we were watching that draft that day when they drafted yeah. Ben, and obviously Miami of Ohio. It's not the U, so we're thinking like Miami of Ohio. What the hell? Yeah, where the hell is yeah. that? And when when me and Billy, when we saw Ben's highlights, we're thinking we're thinking to ourselves like, why the hell are they drafting a tight end? <laughs> you yeah, know? yeah, like that's that's just the way that Ben was built, you know. But he was big. I mean, in two thousand four. Yeah. I mean, at at in two thousand four. I mean, not that I'm going to remember it exactly, but I, I don't think I was too much into college football at the time. But I, I did watch uh, the draft and everything. And when they picked up Ben Rosberg, I was – I said, this guy's got a long-ass name. Yeah. Like, who Can't did, even pronounce it. Who the hell is this guy? a good thing, though. I just know yeah. it rhymes with cheeseburger. I said, who, <laughs> did, who the hell is this guy? And I, I just – I didn't think it was a, a good choice at the time. Little did you know you'd be on the right of your life for the next eight years. Little did I know Crazy. he would have, you know, Crazy. record numbers for his his entire career. I'll bring him up in a minute. <laughs> yeah, yep. And, he, and I mean, it's just on and off the field. He was a great person on and off the field. I mean, he had, you know, his little off the field incidents. Yeah. But, I mean, it, it's Not the money I think it's been one of the greatest things in, in my lifetime to watch my favorite team have one quarterback through the entire time yeah. I've watched this, watched football to see this guy do what he did from, you know, his peak, well, from his draft, go to his peak, and then, you know, the slow, the, in my in my opinion, a very slow decline to uh, this past season. But, I mean, it's, it's great to – something that, you know, you'll remember – that yeah, I could tell my son when when I'm older, man, I, we watch Ben Rothberger, blah, blah blah blah, do this, you know, whatever team he decides to cheer for, whatever. But I mean, I hope to have be able to have those conversations with him and and tell him, you know, we I got to watch him, this Hall of Famer, do this, and he was my fa it was on my favorite team. He was one of my favorite quarterbacks of all time, and it's it's just something awesome to to think about. It's so funny hearing you say that telling your kid about watching Roethlisberger play because you don't normally hear that. Normally no. it's, I saw Jordan, I saw Montana, yeah. I saw Brady. And yeah. kids are going to look at you like, Ben Roethlisberger, yeah. who's that? Go yeah. watch the tape. Yeah. Because well, to play the way he did and to have the longevity with a career like that, I mean, it's impressive. Yeah. With somebody that he was – and he was passed up by several teams, like like Jake and just teams. said, by several teams for because of his heavy legs. Yeah. And because he didn't go to a big school. Right. And it's just it's, – it's just – Amazing to to know that you know just like with you know when Tom Brady was drafted, you know nobody knew what, what could have happened or what was gonna happen. But I mean he didn't. I don't think he played as well as Tom Brady did. Right. But I think he played 
damn close to it, and it's it's great to know that on my favorite team, I got to watch probably one of the greatest quarterbacks of that team. Look at that shithole. <laughs> I mean, and, that, and just to, to go back here, Juice, uh, Mr. Justin Kreitzer, he posted something on Facebook that I read, and I was like, wow, that makes a lot of sense. But Don't ever he say was, Justin's right. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he posted on something with Ben Brothelsberger. Yeah. He mentioned, like, talking about his pretty much his lifetime. Yeah. Math, that, I can pull it up. Oh, didn't you? You commented it, on it, didn't well, you? Well, it was. It I'd was, rather hear Johnny's version. All right. So <laughs> it was. It was Monday night. So, sorry to interrupt you guys. So it was Monday night when obviously we were getting close to the game and everything. Right. And obviously, you know, emotions are flaring. Me, yeah, me being me, put up a couple pictures of Ben throughout his time at Hinesville since it was his last home game, and Justin wrote in the comments. He said, "It's crazy. The guy who has been at quarterback for over half my life and the entire time Alicia and I have been together is about to hang it up." I remember watching Cordell and Tommy Maddox, even Neil O'Donnell. I can remember it. But Ben, he said, but Ben, Ben is Pittsburgh to me. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, that's, that's what exactly read. what I was going to say. Yeah. Big Ben is Pittsburgh to He's me. He's the epitome like, of that city. I mean, yeah. you don't see that often with these guys. And like, no. And, like, honestly, to me. Like Rodgers with Green Bay. Now, Jake, wait a minute. Before you get on your soapbox okay. here about Ben, am I back in your good graces now? Oh, yeah. Okay. Dude, you're. You never you, left. You, you guys kiss. You influenced me to be a Keselowski fan. Of course, we're on good graces. <laughs> Why though? Yeah. Why what? Light. Well, yeah. A long, time, <laughs> a long time ago, I made a commitment to follow sponsors instead of drivers. Yeah. And, look and, right and here you are. Gone, I, I drove him right out of the sport. I did it so well. <laughs> and here you are. Yeah. But no, like Juice said though, it's like he like really think about it. Without even being a Pittsburgh fan, like Big Ben is my entire time of watching football. Actually, following it. Yeah. Game for game yeah. for game, Big Ben was always there. Shit, I, well, mean, I mean, when that goes back, just like when uh, earlier when we were talking about college, yeah, it goes back to Brian Kelly. You think kind of Brian Kelly? You think Notre Dame? You think Notre Dame? You think Brian Kelly? You think Ben Roethlisberger? You think Pittsburgh? Yeah, yeah, and like that's the thing. Like I know the Steelers. I know they had that dynasty in the seventies, but to me, they won those championships in the seventies because of that defense. Yeah, because of Chuck. No yeah, exactly. And, yeah, Terry Bradshaw. Terry is hilarious, no doubt. But to me, when I think of a quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers, I think of Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah. And, yeah, maybe it might be a little bit of recency Homer. bias. But, no, but don't, that's don't get it twisted. Ben Roethlisberger had some good defenses. He did yeah. great defense. Well, I mean, but, but, that's, but that's always been the Steelers, you know? Yeah. Until and, this year. Yeah, like honest, Swiss the cheese this year. Yeah. And before well, you get on well, your yeah, so soapbox, Jay. So much for Tomlin <laughs> being the defensive guru and everything. Hey, now, there's a D coordinator calling those plays. Well, Here, Here's another thing I just want to add about uh, not, the Steelers. Is, um, I think I lost my train of thought. Were you looking at Jake's <laughs> okay. eyes again? I was. He was looking at Jake's take. Jake's take I just got me going. Uh, Jake has lost. a way of getting you going. Oh, no, he? actually, I <laughs> just does. remembered. So... Big Ben going to that team that he went to when he got drafted. You had Jerome Bettis. Heinz you had Ward. Heinz Ward. You had all those guys in that offensive line that they did, oh, too. Kreider, an elite right? Alan Fanica. Yeah, Dan Kreider, Jeff Hardings. Alan Fanica. I mean, what a team to fall into as a rookie quarterback. Oh, right. Yeah. So it's just one of those things. And he was not only type of the guy that had that true grit that went in there and was learning the game. And I remember, what was it? What Super Bowl was it? 40? When they beat the Seahawks. When they beat the Seahawks. He won. I remember watching that Super Bowl, like, documentary they had. Like, one of the first documentaries oh, yeah. they had out for Super Bowls they had with him where he was like, I'm not winning this for me. 
I'm wearing this for you because it was in Detroit. Yeah. Now, Jay, correct me if I'm wrong, but his rookie season, didn't they start 0-1 and then reel off 15 straight? Well, no. What happened was they beat the Raiders on opening day. That was Tommy Maddox. And Ben was the the third-string quarterback. XFL legend. He ruined my my birthday in 2005. Let's just put that out there. Throwing a pick six against the Jacksonville Jaguars on my birthday. But anyway, so – Ben originally started as a third-string quarterback. It was Tommy, Charlie Batch, and then Ben. Charlie went down for the season in preseason, so Ben's a backup. They beat the Raiders opening day. And then, sure enough, where are the Steelers playing at tomorrow? Baltimore. Oh, yeah. Week two. That's Week two, 2004. The Steelers were in Baltimore. Tommy Maddox goes down. In comes Ben Roethlisberger, just like – Wally Pip and Lou Gehrig. I know. I, I'm just saying. You know, you put someone into that lineup and they're never taken out. Tom Brady. And, yeah, and, and that's the thing. And that's yeah, who wins their season. Week two, 2001. And and the thing is, so they so At sure four enough, o'clock. So when they <laughs> four twenty. So when they four twenty. If you're Mike. All right, for Christ's sake. <laughs> but anyway, so anyway. Five minutes off. You but, guys are just fueling the fire. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, to get back on track here. To get back on track here, so when Ben went into that game, when Tommy was injured, Baltimore beat the crap out of them that day. That game was already out of reach. But sure enough, they went undefeated the rest of the regular season. You knocked off New England. You knocked off Philadelphia. You're 15-1, and and you have home field advantage. Yeah, you lose to the Patriots in the championship round, but you convinced Jerome Bettis, come back for one more year. Come back. You know, I will get you to the Super Bowl in your hometown. I will give you those four game balls when, when we win in the playoffs. Cincinnati. Indianapolis, Denver, the Super Bowl against Seattle. Like, that's the thing. Like, Ben was fueled to win that Super Bowl for Jerome in his hometown. And that's the thing, man. That mental toughness. I mean, man, he would take hit after hit after hit. And as big as he is, 6'5", originally 260. I think he's like 240 now. But the amount of hits that he could take, the way that he would scramble in and out of the pocket, the way that he could heave that ball down the field. You can't teach that. No. And I mean, and so here, here's what I found on Twitter. Is this the, your soapbox moment? The, but these oh, are been on it. These are Ben's. <laughs> Tim, these, can you slide that TV a little bit to the left? Yeah. These are Ben's accomplishments. Okay. It reads this: two-time Super Bowl champion, three-time AFC champion. Obviously That's lost good. lost that Super Bowl to Green Bay. Eight division titles. Thanks. Fifth all-time in total career wins. Sixth all-time in career postseason wins. Ninth all-time in career win percentage, at least 100 starts. Pro Bowl six times. Who gives a crap about the Pro Bowl? Led the NFL in passing twice, 2014-2018. Fifth all-time in passing yards. Eighth all-time in passing touchdowns. Fifth all-time in completions. Fourteenth all-time in passer rating. Seventeenth all-time in completion percentage. Third all-time in fourth-quarter comebacks. Sixth all-time in game-winning drives. Most 500-yard games in NFL history. Tied for the most games with a perfect passer rating, 158.3. Most touchdown passes in consecutive games. One of six QBs to beat all other 31 teams. Like you said, I can never imagine him putting on another uniform. Youngest quarterback to win a Super Bowl at the age of 23 and 2004 NFL Rookie of the Year. To me, like I said, when it's all said and done five years down the road, when they're voting for that 2027 class, to me, those accolades in itself, that's, that's, that's worthy of first ballot. 27 is, is yeah, you have to eligibility? Wait five, you have to wait five years after you retire. 
Let's not also forget he was the one player that was convicted of a sexual exploit that wasn't canceled. <laughs> That's true. Now, Jake, do you think he's done done or just done in Pittsburgh? He's done. Yeah? He is definitely done. Here's I a great question. I can't see him Me playing either. this long with the Steelers and then he's, yeah. he's going somewhere else for maybe a season. I can't either, but i got to be honest. When I heard him talk, I felt like it was over in Pittsburgh, but I'm not ruling out I playing against him. Yeah, I, I, I can't, can't see him No, anywhere. I can't. I can't either, but I can't. I don't know. Something the way if he was the money's talking. Right, I'm sure, his, but if the money's right, I'm sure. His but. arm just isn't what it – I mean, you see, you see some glimpses here and there, but it's not what it used to be. Let's say Cleveland gets rid of Baker. Oh, my oh, God. John. I was and thinking Denver, but I like where you're headed. <laughs> Dude. They drop Baker, and then they say, Ben, you're great. Why don't you come you in? We'll great. give you and $25 you million. And if I were Ben, I'd be like, why did you jackass this pass on me in 2004? 25 mil Hometown one boy. year. Retire. Retire. Hey, you want that nice new house in Florida? You could get it with us here if you play with us for one year. Retire. What if he signs with Cleveland? Retire. Well, I've already seen the uh, Aaron Rodgers photoshopped into a Pittsburgh Steelers uniform photo. So, what do you? Th- what are your thoughts? I was going to bring happening? that up too, Josh. I, honestly, no. I, I Not, don't see it happening. No? Nope. I just don't because the Steelers. Here's the You're problem. You're trading one old guy for the another Steelers, old guy. Steelers. Not that okay. old. Okay. Well, yeah. The goat Aaron, though. So Aaron. <laughs> Aaron is only a year and a half younger than Ben. Obviously, he's in much better shape. Yeah, I was going to say, sure as hell doesn't play like it. Right. But. Well. <laughs> but the insane. Steelers, the problem with the Steelers is they are too complacent. They try to run th- – this is 2022, and they're still trying to run things the way they were in 1972. And they are so freaking hell-bent on Mason Rudolph being their starter, knowing that obviously he's a lot cheaper than Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson. For God knows whatever reason, they think that this jackass is going to be their future – well, you know what? If Mason Rudolph is your quarterback in 2022, have fun finishing last in the AFC North for years to come. I'm hearing would Baker that... Mayfield might be available. Hey, honestly, Baker <laughs> Baker would definitely be an upgrade to Mason Rudolph. He would love nothing I more mean, than if... stick it to Cleveland at this point. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you mm, seriously – it. Unreal. Mason Rudolph and Mike Tomlin, that is freaking dumb and dumber Match right made there, in heaven. Honestly. Dumb and dumber. <laughs> For sure. Mike Tomlin's a great coach. Harry, I took Most Harry. overrated coach in NFL. Are we, ba- are we back on Mike Tomlin's amount? No, we're not. Yeah, we're we moving on. <laughs> We've said our piece about Ben. We're, we're, we're on to the next one. Yep. Yep. All right. So, regular season is, for the most part, in the books. Um, I want to go around the table <clears throat> quick and get your positive surprises for the 21 regular season. Tim, we'll start with you. Positive surprises. I, I mean, our next thing is fantasy. I don't have a positive surprise. <laughs> <laughs> I I took a huge hit for Well, fantasy, who was a team so. that you expected to struggle this year, but they surprised you and, and won? Huh, the Bengals. Yeah. yeah, that's a good one. Joe Burrow, man, he's... Keep smoking those cigars in the locker room, buddy. something else, Jake, man. I said that on your podcast. You did. He's going to be... Did. like and, and for what Jake said uh, before we started, uh, the Bengals are going to be... Oh, they're they're going to dominate they're that gonna division dominate. for the next 10 I'm, to 15 They're going to yes. be a tough out in the playoffs. Yeah, as absolutely. Long, as long as they – and to a degree, I feel like they have done a, a better job of protecting Joe Burrow than they did last year, but they could, oh, still, yeah. they could still do better. Oh, absolutely. There's always room for improvement, but, I mean, it's, it's awesome. I mean, as a Steelers fan, but, I mean, you know, my wife is a, a Bengals fan, but, I mean, it's awesome to see that the Bengals are actually – coming back because i loved i love to see transitions Bengals were terrible for years right now the steelers are you know sucking it up 
now the Bengals are, are you know starting to, to kill it. But I don't think the do Steelers are going to have a streak like the Bengals. No, have. absolutely not. No but it's just nice to see. Just like you don't want to see the same Super Bowl every year. You don't want to see Tom Brady and, and New England in the Super Bowl every year. But yeah, yeah. He until you retire. But team, you finally get you know? to see other teams actually doing well. Like I mean, Jets suck, but I mean they're getting wins. They <laughs> they, they win suck. a couple here and there once in a while, and it's you know it's a it's a big crazy thing that goes on. But what I, mean, I will say nice about the see. Bengals too is is one of the nicest helmets in the league. Yeah, you have to admit. Yeah, Very cool. And wasn't and correct me if I'm wrong, Josh. You're wrong. Wasn't no. <laughs> okay. But wasn't that the reason why? Your sister became a Bengals fan. Absolutely. It wasn't a John from Plymouth that, that it pretty much influenced her as far as, like, the Bengals helmet. Well, you knew she was going to like an animal team Color. for sure. <laughs> and then the secondary Color. thing and is And Josh, nice Josh would not allow her Why to be an Lions? Eagles fan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, didn't you say that when Sarah said that she wanted to be an Eagles fan? That Get you out. Basically Get <laughs> yeah. Out. Yep. Wasn't accepting that. <laughs> she's a Niners fan. Or was. Yeah. Was. She's she a Niners fan. The, but the way that California is anymore, well, as, as Frank calls I, she doesn't really watch California. it. Yeah, she yeah, doesn't really yeah. watch it. But she's she's a she's a Niners fan. What do you think, John? Pleasant surprise from this season? Uh, I mean, you'd have to say Cincinnati. Um, but another team that I didn't think was going to do as great, but they're doing decent, was the Raiders. Yeah. Uh, mm. Considering their draft. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, a disappointment wise, uh, honestly. Uh, I was thinking about the Chargers because they – everyone was hyping them up yep. with Herbie. Uh, <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of hype for them. There was another team that was coming to mind too that I was just thinking about and I lost it. But Here, let me remind you. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, actually, no, I remember now. Uh, <laughs> it's in the division. I jogged you. It's in the division. I knew Minnesota wasn't going to do that good this Come year. Come on. I swear. Our podcast back in I May. said, I said, yeah. they're not going to do well because of their defense. Their offense was going to do great, but their defense was going to let them down. No I matter. I was just going to say, Kirk Cousins is having a career year. They always, after week two, when they would lose consecutively by one score games, sometimes by a point, uh, I was like, yeah, it's, it's a done season. But the Bears, I was really yeah. shocked because of also the hype behind Justin Fields. That I thought that they were going to do a lot better than they were going to do, but I'll tell you what, I've been watching a lot of ES since I have ESPN Plus. I'm trying to get as much of my money's worth for it. But uh, Dan Orlovsky, I'll never forget watching the one he's episode of ESPN. Oh, he's a jackass! And he was ripping Matt Nagy apart. He was a lame duck coach, in my opinion. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you knew he wasn't going to be brought back because the Bears weren't going to win the Super Bowl and or even make the playoffs yeah. for that matter. But, like, you have a, a great player in Justin Fields. Granted, you know, Ohio State, one-hit wonder. Their quarterbacks never really come to fruition in the NFL. Right. But he had a lot of talent around him and a, a decent defense. But maybe also injuries yeah. plagued them a little bit. But they didn't play as well as I thought they would this year. I thought they were going to at least challenge Green Bay. I knew Green Bay was going to win the division. But I thought they were when, – when Aaron Rodgers came back, I was like, yeah, Green Bay's winning that. But I thought Chicago, it was going to be Green Bay, Chicago, Minnesota, and then the Detroit, of course. Well, the but. old saying, if you have three quarterbacks, you have none. I mean, Nick Foles, Andy Dalton, and Justin Fields, we had no idea who was going to start those games week to week because right. there was no guy that emerged as a clear-cut starter. I mean, obviously, you're not putting your eggs in the rookie basket to start out. Andy Dalton is a career mediocre quarterback. He's a guy I could see in Pittsburgh next year, to be honest. Right. He's the red rifle. But – 
my biggest disappointment is I'm torn between two teams, and one of them is the Vikings. Um, with with the talent on that team at receiver and at running back, man, I thought they'd be at least a wild card contender, which they are, but they're out. And the Browns, I mean, how could you not build off of last year's success? And to me, the weak link is Baker Mayfield. He's he's a terrible quarterback. I mean, let's face it, he's not worth twenty million dollars. They're not going to pay him. Um, that run game is sick. The defense is great, right. and yet here we are. They're out of the playoffs as well. So. I don't know. To me, Baker Mayfield's the guy you got to move on from. And look at everyone that left him too, Odell. Right. Granted, but I mean Jarvis Landry's no slouch. Jarvis Landry's no slouch, but I mean, isn't this his last year in Cleveland as well? It could be if they don't yeah. resign him. But I mean, Donovan Peoples-Jones has emerged as a solid target, and yeah. Joku's still a good tight end. They're a decent team. Like They're I said, team. Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. I don't know if there's a better one-two running back no, combo in the league. Absolutely not. Even Kevin Stefanski, I think Kevin, I think Kevin is definitely a good, good coach. Absolutely. I'm surprised with the criticism he's getting. A lot of people are saying to get rid of him. I'm like, what? yeah, and, la- and last year, and that's the thing. Last year. And last year, all the Browns fans were acting like he was the second coming of Christ. Right. As, as, far, as far as positive surprises go, I have to go out New England. Yeah. I yeah. mean, Mac Jones coming in there, taking over. I mean, for the great Tom Brady, obviously. Uh, last year was a shit show with Cam Newton. <laughs> yeah. And. I mean, I did not expect them to be a playoff team, let alone contend for the division with Buffalo, and it looks like they're going to – I don't know if they want a playoff game, but they're going. Another disappointment, Buffalo. Granted, they're Yeah, you could say that. But that's the thing. Expectations. That was my preseason preseason pick. I had them representing the AFC in the Super Bowl. Right. Washington football team. I mean, playoffs last year. They suck. You said it, though. To me – Taylor Heineke is not the answer. Yeah. So – for me, I would definitely have to say that's definitely one of the biggest disappointments this year is definitely Washington. I mean, really, all the hype they had going into the year, especially with that defense, knowing how stout that defense was at the end of the year last year when they made their run and almost beat Tom Brady, Bruce Aarons, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the wild card round. And honestly, man, you can't help but feel for Ryan Fitzpatrick at this point. Yeah. Because, you know, I mean, really, you're thinking, like, man, you know, he's on a great team. You know, maybe this is the year that he's finally going to make the playoffs, and sure enough, opening day he breaks his hip and he's done for the season. So and they for, lost Chase Young too. I mean, that's a huge yeah, loss. Yeah, that was that was a huge blow. So for a for, team that depends on their defense so to win games, I would have to say, NFC wise, and I think overall to me that's definitely my biggest disappointment on the year. I would have to say biggest surprises definitely Cincinnati, because honestly, I just thought especially after especially after the injury that Joe Burrow had last year, I thought like. You're That's thinking, it. Yeah, you're thinking like he's gonna. It's gonna be like 2013 RG3, honestly. Yep. And I would have to say between that New England, New England has definitely definitely been a surprise this year. And honestly, guys, you three are gonna hate me saying this, but let's face it. As I hate far you. as far as surprises go this year, in a good way, Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, I was just gonna say I didn't honestly, expect them to be a playoff team. I didn't even expect them to win five games this year. Right. And here they are. They they clinched a playoff spot. Granted, I don't. I think we're going to be one and done in the playoffs. But sure. That's the thing. I mean, for as much criticism as Nick Sirianni got, he got them into the playoffs with R- a with a the toughest schedule in the NFL yet. Running right. all over the Cowboys right now. Easy. <laughs> now, <laughs> we got some backups in there. No Parsons. No Diggs. Whatever happens. Jalen What's Hurts up with them? Jalen Hurts is out tonight too. Yeah. What's Who's up? That? With Parsons. Parsons is COVID. Yeah, Anthony Brown's uh, too. Yeah, 
And even the Eagles themselves had an outbreak. I think it's about like a dozen players or so. Every team's having. But an with outbreak. the new yeah. protocols, they'll be back for next week, yeah. no problem. Here's the thing, the one though, I need. like in my fantasy, and that's actually the next thing we're going into. Yeah. I'm in a fantasy. I'm in a fantasy league right now. That's this is our last week that we're in. I have Dak in, yeah. and I feel like that's a mistake. And I had Jalen. I have Jalen and Dak as my quarterbacks. That's why you got to end it in week 17. Right. Yeah. So like Dak's, pre- he's predicted to have eight points tonight. I, <laughs> it just got up. Eight points. Eight. Because I don't think he's playing that much. So as no. far as fantasy goes, is anybody not taking Jonathan Taylor number one overall next year? Well, if number you're Sean two. Rosansky, you're taking Derrick Henry. <laughs> Derrick Henry number yeah. one. I don't know, man. That Liz Frank injury is nothing to mess around with. That's a yeah. workload injury. That screwed me real yeah. bad. You'll see him on the front cover of ESPN Magazine for fantasy. He'll be number one. Yeah. My only thing with him and, and that type of injury is the fact that he's a big back, and he's he has the main played. he's the main man there. And he hasn't played since Halloween, right? And he's not playing tomorrow, which honestly I think is smart. Yeah. But I mean the Tennessee Titans, especially, you know they need this they need home field advantage more than anyone. They've had eighty different eighty two different players on their roster this year. Yeah. And honestly, real quick, not to get off topic, but I real quick just want to ask you guys. Who's your vote for coach of the year? That was twice. They played that. They ran that. They ran that run. Uh, twice. Pass. Yeah, twice. Coach of the year for me. Mike uh, Tomlin. <laughs> Not Mike Tomlin. Cut him off. <laughs> Cut him off. <laughs> um. Man, that's a tough one. I don't know. All right, let me throw this out there. If, and I mean if. They make the playoffs tomorrow. You know who gets my vote? It's not happening. I'm talking to you. Oh, okay. I know who you're going to say. I'm talking so to if, you. All right. So if, I get it, but it's not happening. Yeah. But if if somehow, some way, they make the playoffs tomorrow, my vote for coach of the year would go to Rich Basakia, interim head coach of the Raiders. I mean, think of it. The John Gruden email situation, Henry Ruggs, uh, Damon Arnett, Nate Hobbs, really all the off-the-field issues that this team has had and just the fact that they even still have a shot going into the last week of the season. And, yeah, it's only happened one time. Bruce Aarons is the only one that's that one coach of the year as an interim coach back in 2012. But if they make it, Rich Bisakia gets my vote. But if not, I would have to say, honestly, it would have to be Zach Taylor from the Bengals. Yeah, I was thinking that. Yeah. I was thinking that. I mean, Vrabel's got to get some yeah. consideration. With all the injuries that, yeah. that I was just talking about. Honestly, Bill, Bill Belichick. Yeah. <laughs> Urban yeah. Meyer. Yeah. I know it's yeah. a boring choice. But Urban I Meyer. Mean, come on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, Urban who Meyer. was it? Someone, I think it was Cliff Kingsbury. He said as, as long as uh, once Bill is gone that the award should be named after him. Yeah. The Bill <laughs> Belichick trophy yeah. instead of Vince Lombardi. Belichick 2025. Well, no, the, the coach of the year the trophy, game. I think it was. Anyway. What do you guys Johnny. think about MVP? Hey, Rod. Rodgers or bust? Mm. Yep. I'm going running back. I don't think JT? I, I agree with you, but I don't think it's going to happen. No, it's always the quarterback. Oh, so. yeah. If you look at it, honestly, one, if you take away whoever you think is the MVP candidate from one team, from every team, I think it's Taylor that hurts their team the most losing yeah. him. That would be my pick. Right. True. So I think that's how you have to look at it. If I were to take your best player off your team, who suffers the most? And to me, it's the Colts. Because Carson Wentz, we know what he is. He's a mediocre quarterback. You take What would you say? You take the best player off the team? Take the best player off every team. And I think the one that hurts him the most is the MVP. And so to me, that's Jonathan Taylor. Oh, that's the so Titans. Who are you taking away, Tannehill? No. Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry. But, I mean, they're still on the verge of being the number one seed without him. 
And this goes back with Coach of the Year oh, as well. I, I get what you mean. Never mind. Yeah. I get what you mean. Okay. Cause Cause we, we, I was uh, thinking, like, just yeah. doing – yeah. Well, like, the reason why Henry's not the MVP is because they're still doing it Because they're him. still doing decent, I yeah. mean, if they plummeted, I could totally buy your argument. Gotcha. And that's right. the, I, I, now I get what you mean. I didn't – I, I yeah. was looking at it the other way. And Deontay Foreman actually put has put up some decent numbers with that, yeah. that Titans offensive line. So, if line. anything, you can say their offensive line is the stud there. Yeah. My ballot for Coach of the Year – sorry to cut you off, Jake, but it was no, Frank Reich. With, with that team, yeah. the injuries – If they make the playoffs. Yeah. Well, dude, they got the Jacks. They're going to beat them. Listen. So – all right, so the way I have it is MVP, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Offensive Player of the Year, Jonathan Taylor. Yep. Bear with me. Homer pick. T.J. Watt. Mike Not, Tomlin. As a non-playoff team, I don't think so, honestly. But Strahan, when Strahan got the sack record in 2001. Which was bullshit, by the way. It Farm was bullshit. Played dead. It was bullshit. But the Giants went 7-9 and nine that year, and he was Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah. So – he might get Those, it. I mean, Aaron yeah. Donald's not lighting the world on fire this Micah. year. Defensive Rookie of the Year. Oh, now, yeah. Defensive Rookie of the Year, you know. We don't have to discuss Ma. that. Exactly. Yeah, obviously, T.J. Watt. T.J. Watt's <laughs> been around for five years, dude. <laughs> anyway, all right, so Defensive Rookie of the Year, it's definitely Micah Parsons. Offensive Rookie of the Year, this is the one I'm struggling with. It's Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase. Yeah, yeah. Originally, Originally, I was thinking Mac Jones, but after yeah. this this mm-hmm. run that Cincinnati is on, it's Jamar Chase. Easily. I mean, that in, just that interview alone with – Joe Burrow, do you see that? Yeah. Where he says, "I just, I'm just gonna throw it up." Jamar's got to be there somewhere. Yeah. 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 Effie, he's got to be there be somewhere. somewhere. Yeah. There we go. That just no. shows how how great, how how much uh, he believe, how much Joe Burrow believes in Jamar Chase, that he knows if I just throw it up, he's down there somewhere. Yeah. I guarantee he gets to it. Plus, you have T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd right. too. I mean, he, right. Here's the thing, though, the defensive rookie of the year. I think it's gonna be a cowboy, but I don't think it's gonna be Micah Parsons. I think it's gonna be Diggs. He's not a rookie though. That's the second year. Yeah, I thought this was his rookie year. No, no last year was. Oh my bad. No, oh, Micah Parsons then. Yeah. I, I I find it absolute. Could be two Cowboys for rookie for player. It could be players of the year. The only thing with Diggs is he does give up a lot of big plays, but PFF ranked him as like the worst corner in the league. I'm like, are you kidding me? No way. When he's had 11 interceptions and how many pick sixes on the air? Right. So to me, that's nonsense. But whatever. He was a rookie. Yeah, I think it feels like it though. You know, it'll it probably be T.J. Watt, I guess. But yeah. at the end of the day, I don't know. The offseason awards are nonsense. Um, oh, yeah. What do you guys think about the guy that voted that said he won't vote for Aaron Rodgers because of what kind of guy he is? That was ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I like that guy. I kind of do too because you know he's what an arrogant rem- bastard. You know what that reminds me of? What? Baseball. Jeter. Yeah, Jeter. I knew you were going <laughs> to say that. That hits home real hard. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. He never said talk about fantasy at all. If you want, if you want, every, if you if if you're gonna be in that career, doing what that guy does, and you expect nice every single person nice around here to be likable, to be the nicest person, to be the greatest person, yeah. well then get the hell out of it. Yeah, because it's not gonna happen. You're going to have guys that are mean, guys that are loyal, guys that are Lying about happy COVID. all the time, guys that are <laughs> throwing out fake COVID cards. But it's just you you can't put personal feelings into it. Yeah. you got to be it as it's your career. It's your job. I agree. Like, you can't have any bias towards it. As much as we all hate Aaron Rodgers because of the arrogant prick that he is, he's he the is most valuable player. He is. Probably. But he is damn good. Yeah. He is good. 
Yep. If he wasn't in Green Bay, they wouldn't be where they're at. No. Oh, no. no. Not a chance. Did you say you wanted to say something about fantasy, John? Yeah, like we didn't really talk about it. About <laughs> Why would you want to talk about I'm it of kinda, all people? Uh, I'm honestly kind of over it. I'm burned oh, out with too. fantasy. I mean, I finished second in one league, but I don't know. Yeah. It's just, like I said, I'll take Jonathan Taylor number one overall next year. What a tough year for fantasy football. Yeah. In what regard? With COVID? COVID, yeah. Well, that's COVID and injuries. Well, yeah. This is why you got to have a second IR spot. Right. Well, yeah. In my case, I was bit by Austin Eckler getting COVID. Yeah. I had Derrick Henry yeah. in both <laughs> the leagues I played in. Yeah. I mean, that literally. I did say at the beginning of the year me. I was worried about his lost workload. Lost it for me. Yeah, your team yep. was killing it. Lost it. I actually I would have at least finished at least top three, yeah. no doubt. Yeah. And then he goes out, and I'm like, well, I'm done looking at this. <laughs> so I stopped watching it. John, how'd you do in your own league? Uh, I finished third. Did you? Had Devontae Smith and Miles Sanders not have a good game against Washington, I probably would – well, I would have finished second for sure because the guy the following week had Miami's team against New Orleans. Uh, mm, yeah. Okay. And they, he had the defense and Jalen yeah, Wilde. Facing Ian Book. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Needless to say, I would have been a goner to begin with, but – I'll tell you uh, what, Jalen Waddle surprisingly had a quiet, good rookie season. I think he might be offensive rookie of the year. I still mm. think it's Chase, but I, I could yeah. totally see it. I could see them just – if you're crunching numbers-wise, Jamar Chase for sure, but, like, the value of the team and what he means to the team. I mean, they're both kind of very yeah similar, but – I mean, can we stop for a minute and appreciate how good that Alabama offense was with Najee Harris, Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddle, and Mac Jones? Mm. Yeah. I mean <laughs> – that's pretty unstoppable, if you ask me. Why do you me. think they were in Alabama? Right. Goes They're not in Alabama for stuff. education. No. For Forrest Gump reasons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Alabama. <laughs> Roll Tide. Rainbow <laughs> Alabama. All right, should we pick this playoff thing or what? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Let's do it. So, as of right now, the Kansas City Chiefs are the number one seed in the AFC, but I think that only lasts maybe another 16 hours or so. Yeah. Uh, I don't Titans. see Tennessee losing to Houston tomorrow. Do you guys see that? No. Could happen. Know. Never Although count it out. Money Any it. given Sunday. And Green Bay's already cl- clinched the one seed in the NFC, so we don't have to worry about that. Now, there are some spots that are still up for grabs here. And you might say to yourself, well, what chance does Jacksonville have against the Colts tomorrow? But I'll say this. The last time the Colts beat Jacksonville in Jacksonville, 2014. Yep. Seven years ago. Could be 2022. They haven't won in Jacksonville in seven years. So all I'm saying is there's a chance. Mm-hmm. And get this. So furthermore, if the Jags beat the, the Colts, <laughs> and I know it's a long shot, but if the Jags beat the Colts and the Raiders and Chargers end in a tie, the Raiders and Chargers both go to the playoffs. Yep. I hate that there's 9,000 things that need to happen. There is. Oh. I mean, at the end of the day, I think it's going to be the winner of the Raiders-Chargers game that gets in. Yep. And the Colts. But I'm just saying there's yeah. a chance. That's I totally agree with you, Josh. And I mean, like we talked about, look, look at the fight that Denver just put up against Kansas City. Right. And that's the thing, you know, Jacksonville. And here's another thing, and you and I are going to love this. I read yesterday on Twitter, Carson Wentz could become the first quarterback in NFL history to not throw a single interception on the road the entire season. That's the that's <laughs> so the MVP. That is the kiss of death right, right there. That's so the MVP. I'm hoping, I'm hoping that he throws like three or four tomorrow. Ed Wilson in for the touchdown. Let's go. From, from Dak, right? Woo! Yep. My man. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean. I'll take it. I think it's a long shot to see the Jags beating the Colts, but yeah. 
I mean, when things have happened. They haven't played in that heat in God knows how long. So, yeah. I mean, that could be a factor. Been in a dome for how long now? You know, the Bevel's going to want to coach like him. he's yeah. coaching I, for the job. Yeah. I I open. Open. Yeah. And so, like, I talked to – so I talked to Kyle Williams, and he said, honestly, as crazy of a year as this has been for the Raiders, with Gruden, with Henry Ruggs, with Damon Arnett, with Nate Hobbs, he said as awesome as it would be winning your end, he said that he just doesn't see it happening. I mean, the Chargers no. the Chargers manhandled them on Monday Night Football back in October, and he said, honestly, he's kind of expecting the same thing. Well, I mean, here's the thing about the Chargers going back to Johnny's point. One week they could win the Super Bowl. The next week they could be the worst team in the league. Yeah. I mean, so you're saying – I never would have thought they'd lose it to Texas. Somebody could be first or last. To worst? Yep. <laughs> Ricky Bobby. So – Johnny Fantasy Asaurus. football. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh. how about this other one though? Do you see a scenario where maybe the Saints get <laughs> in over the 49ers? I don't. I don't really. You beat me last year. Honestly, Josh, you I don't. Trophy. I don't really see it happening because. Use so, it well. right. just be clear: so, you need a 49ers loss to the Rams at LA, and then you would need the Saints to beat the Atlanta, Falcons. Okay. which is possible. Which is possible. So, Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay. They both took their respective jobs in 2017. Talking about Kyle with the 49ers and Sean McVay with the Rams. Now, in 2018, obviously, that was the year the Rams went to the Super Bowl. And that was the year Jimmy Garoppolo tore his ACL. So, obviously, the Rams swept the 49ers that year. Aside from that, Kyle Shanahan's record against Sean McVay and the Rams is 6-3. and three. Yeah, he's had their number for sure. And honestly, that's what I see happening tomorrow. I see I see the 49ers beating the Rams. I see the Cardinals beating the Seahawks. And, hey, is this the last game for Russell or Pete or the last game for both of them in Seattle? You never know. So the way I see it panning out, I see the Niners getting in, and I see the Cardinals winning the NFC West and the Rams being a wild card instead. Now there is a scenario where if Dallas beats Philly tonight, the Rams lose to the 49ers, and the Cardinals lose to the Seahawks. Cowboys become the number two seed. Mm-hmm. So there is that. Yeah. But I hate this. I, I can't go there <laughs> with the 49ers. I can't stand this. I know Shanahan's had their number, but I think the Rams win that you know game. What, you know I what really I like? Do. I like watching football. The Rams have the two seed I hate, on the line. Great. I hate that Josh literally has to ex- look at me in the eyes and explain. If this <laughs> team loses this, and this, this team and this, wins and this. This, and this and this and this and this, this team gets to go here. And I'm like, hey, those well, are neither of the teams that I like, I, I so think, I don't care. We'll all fill this out individually to, to, to give our own picks. Yeah. But I'm looking at this like what's most likely. Yeah. To me, I don't think the Rams are losing to the 49ers no. tomorrow. I don't think that. I know history says otherwise, but I think the Rams win that game. John, what do you think? I think the Rams are a better team. Where are they playing? It's in L.A. Oh, yeah. Still, Which still isn't win. a huge home field advantage, by the way. I mean, it's, it's two two California teams. It's, yeah. It is, but they're playing for something. Now, so. here's the thing. If you're the 49ers, and I'll ask all you guys this, do you start Trey Lance or, you know, rumor has it, Garoppolo's practicing now? I think Lance. Who they who have they been playing the whole time? Mainly Jimmy. Jimmy Garoppolo. G, mostly. But Trey I, Lance didn't look half bad last week. I think he's going to start. Lance? Okay. I, would, I think that's who I'd go with as well. Then I again, don't think either one of them gives you the better chance to win the game. It's that defense. That th- yeah. And okay. Debo Samuel. Yep. What, is, what does Los Angeles have on Lance so that they could look besides a couple games? Aaron Donald. True. Sick him, boy. True, but. No, I'm just messing. He, he has the escapability that he could do this. One thing I wanted to add, too, though, two things. This offseason this year is going to be crazy. 
with just Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson. Those yeah. are going to be the two guys you're going to be looking for. All right, John, predict it. Where does Rodgers and Wilson end up? Rodgers, Pittsburgh. Wilson, Seattle. Really? I think he stays in Seattle. Well, how about this? Rodgers, I've been staying in Denver, so I'd like to go there, but I think he stays in Green Bay. I do, really? too. And I think it's all just a ruse. Russ, New Orleans. Ooh. Josh? That's a scary team Josh, right there. Yeah. I have the exact same scenario. Yeah. Aaron stays in Green Bay. Russell goes to New Orleans. Obviously, got a great coach in Sean Payton. The weapons are still there. Quarterback, and that's part of the reason I don't see the Saints making it. Quarterback has been an issue. I mean, Jameis looked decent before he tore his ACL. But honestly, I don't I don't think Taysom Hill's the answer. Obviously, Trevor Simeon isn't the answer. And Russell kind of has that same build that Drew Brees did. You know, he's not he's not the biggest guy, but he's pretty damn good. So honestly, I do me and Kyle, obviously, you know, Kyle keeps close tabs on the Seahawks as well. I definitely see Russell Wilson being a New Orleans Saint. What if he goes year. to Denver? You talking about Russell or Aaron Rodgers? Russell. That'd be pretty wild, man. It, then again, it all depends who's Denver going to hire as their head coach. Right. The problem with uh, with New Orleans is outside of Kamara, who do they really have on offense as a playmaker? I mean, that's Michael Thomas, who never came back, never played a down <laughs> this year. <laughs> Another Which, thing I want to add too, though, is just an, to add to the disappointment to go back a few bullet points here, Atlanta Falcons. Yeah. I really thought they were going to get their sh together this year. First year coach though. No run game really outside of uh, yeah. wide but receiver. But that team, though. I don't but know. But defense has always, always been the problem for the Atlanta Calvin Falcons. Ridley, Kyle Pitts. Who missed, Ridley missed half the season because of personal some, Yeah, reasons. some sort of mental issue or something. No, yeah. something with his family from what I read. Oh, okay. Um, I, I can't go there with Atlanta. I didn't think in the beginning of the year. They Matt Ryan, team. this is last year too, right? I think so. Honestly, I don't see him being with the Falcons next year. I see them either – moving him or trading him or drafting him. I, I mean, that's the thing. But I, like, like, yeah, like you were saying, I mean, I've I've always liked Matt Ryan. Me too. I think, honestly, I think he's underrated. One of the more underappreciated quarterbacks in the league. You know? Yeah. Josh called this years ago when we were looking at teams and when they had Matt Ryan, Devontae Freeman, Julio Jones, Tony G. Mm -hmm. He was like, yeah, I think the Falcons are going to go to the Super Bowl this year. And I that was, specifically remember us sitting in the break room at White's. Don't forget Tevin Coleman, that. too, my guy. Tevin, Tevin Coleman. Yeah. And it was just like you were just saying how their team was so stacked, and they went that year, but they unfortunately. 28-3. to three. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so. and, I, and we were actually watching it upstairs right here. We were. And sure enough, the only person that was happy about it was Sean Rosanthe. Yeah. Because he had money on the game. <laughs> I mean, Kyle Pitts, not many people are talking about him, but he had a good rookie season. He did. He had a what? Over a thousand receiving yards. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I remember you calling that for Matt Ryan just from when they started that they were going to be the team to turn it around, and they did. Can we just have Cordero Patterson wear twenty four instead of eighty four to make it more natural? <laughs> I mean, I'm getting real sick of him seeing him in the backfield wearing an eighty something number. Like, come on. Hey, numbers don't matter anymore. Numbers no. don't lie. <laughs> All right. So, where do you want to start? AFC, NFC. Let's start with the AFC. Let's start with the AFC. Okay. So Buffalo, New England, third time. They split. Yeah, they split. Buffalo Honestly, got him pretty good a few weeks ago in Buffalo. Right. So Buffalo has the Jets. New England has the Dolphins. So honestly, I see both of them winning. And the way things are right now, Buffalo wins the AFC East. Yeah. To me, I feel like honestly, 
like you said, Buffalo in some ways they've kind of been a disappointment this year. So, honestly, even I'd probably have to go New England on this one. Really, just a gut feeling. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. And they're playing in New England. It will well, be in Buffalo. It would be in Buffalo. I'm going Buffalo. I'm like going that, Buffalo. Like yeah. To I me, the weather kinda, played too much of a factor in that first game. Yeah, I mean, Mac me Jones throwing the ball three times. And you run the ball 46 times. Like a that champ yet, too. Yeah. Running Against the Buffalo wise. defense, it hasn't given up a whole lot in the run game. They have. Year. The thing with Buffalo is they're too one-dimensional on offense, though. You they have are. Josh Allen, you have Stephon Diggs, but you don't really have much of a running game. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And, I mean, I don't think Buffalo's going down without a fight. Oh, I no. think they're going to make it to – they may as well make it to the conference championship again, again. And, and lose to Kansas City again. When yeah. they could have easily lost to the Colts last year in the first round and been out right away. Yeah. Right? Phillip Rivers' last game. It's yeah. funny that you say that Buffalo's a disappointment, though, but when it comes to well, a bit of a disappointment. Yeah. But Josh Allen was ranked the number one QB for fantasy-wise. Yeah. <laughs> he was yes. unstoppable this year. And here's the other thing about Buffalo being a disappointment. Do we really think Pat Mahomes and Andy Reid weren't going to get their shit together? Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> I mean, the fact that they're rolling right now is no shock to anybody. I don't they're, think they got hot at the right time. And not only did they get hot at the right time, but their defense especially. I was just going to say the scary thing is yeah. their defense is playing out of their, their minds. Defense, their defense it's like after is week nine. Horrible. There he goes. Coop. <laughs> All right. So Tim, who do you got, Buffalo or New England? Buffalo. Buffalo. Okay. Okay. So Jake's riding a solo New England train. I'm not saying I don't like it at all. No, I mean, I, yeah. if they split, happen. if one of the two teams won both games, I would say it would be an easier pick. But because they split, it's tough. This, I mean, yeah, this is definitely a hard pick. It's kind of really good. weird to say as someone that's followed football for so long. But I think Josh Allen is going to get his shit together this game and just be like, okay. He's, but hopefully, he doesn't put it all on the table to play the point like the where, MVP we thought he was. Yeah. Exactly. And then the next week, he's just like, okay, well. We're going to give Devin Singletary the ball, and let's see what he could do for I, I, 43 yards. I'm with you, though, John. Don't be surprised if Buffalo's in the AFC Championship again this year. I think they have a strong chance to get that done. Who knows? Sean McDermott might have something up his sleeve where he's going to pull something out of his, you know, yeah. play box here. Or I mean, box. people forget he was a defensive coordinator in Philly for the longest time on Absolutely. some good defenses, yeah. and he's I'm a good coach. Carolina as well Yeah, when they made the, the Super Bowl. Veteran over the, the new guy. Right. Yeah. And let's Josh face Allen it, Mac really Jones is going to be a problem for the league for a long time. But Josh Allen's got the physical talent to be. Oh yeah. And sure enough, the veteran, the veteran over the new guy. But at the same time, from a coaching perspective. Oh God. Sean Dermott, Sean McDermott, Bill Belichick. I don't think that really matters at this I, point. Maybe I talent. Look at the talent yeah. Buffalo has defensively and offensively. And New England had no talent New England, at all last they year. They have they have Mac Jones. Their running games running fantastic right now yeah their wide receivers are so so suspect but you give mac jones a a really good wide receiver next year or if maybe because we were shocked i'm not sure if you guys were shocked but i was shocked to see bill belichick and that organization spend money yeah oh yeah i was just gonna say don't be surprised i don't know if there's a better tight end tandem in the league than hunter henry and johnny smith so don't be surprised if they get hot at the right time too johnny smith did some damage for me last year right not enough. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, not Hunter, Henry, enough. Hunter Henry's had the better stats there this year. So He did. He did. After, like, week eight, he blew up. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I, I can't go against Buffalo there, but I think the future, I mean, I hate to say it, but the future looks bright for New England. What a shock. Last year was a mirage. All right, this may be the toughest game to pick of the weekend. 
Cincinnati hosting Indianapolis. Bengals. Yeah? That I think they're on a run. I think they, they have a lot of confidence yeah. going in. For me, Cincinnati's another one of those teams, like, week to week, it's like, what are you going to get? But yeah. then again, India's too. They are. But, I mean, with the like, with the Bengals, you, you go out and you, you beat the Chiefs last week, which is great. But then, I mean, look at the disappointing games they played this year too, though. Yeah. That game they blew against the 49ers. Well, that's, that's one thing. That's a good thing about being a Bengals. Because <laughs> nobody, nobody is like – Nobody's like, oh, yeah, can't but, believe they lost that. But I'm pretty also, sure somebody just threw a punch there at the end of that play from the Eagles. Typical. They're yeah, probably going to the magistrate punch. down the basement. Yeah, I'm almost positive somebody just got punched in the face, which should be an automatic ejection, but what do I know? You're in Lincoln. There ain't no ejections. Well, this is a big kick here for Zerline because he missed. I mean, the Cowboys lost by three last week, and he missed a, a kick in that game. Uh 48 yards. Josh, commentate this quick. Well, he should make this, but the way the year's Knock gone. Wood, Josh. Right down the middle. It's good. Needed that big time. Right, exactly. John, what do you think about the Cincinnati Buffalo or uh, Indianapolis matchup? You can't. Look at right there. Chunking <laughs> it. You, uh, you, you can't count out Indy uh, with that team, especially with JT. There, but one dimensional, in my opinion, uh, unless too. Carson Wentz pulls something out of his ass. But the MVP, you mean? <laughs> I think since he's, who would have thought that we'd be saying that Cincinnati's the overall favorite here? Yeah. But uh, Cincinnati's way too hot right now, unless they, Frank Reich, pull something out and just completely blanks Joe Burrow defensively. Right. I think it's going to be Cincy all day. No doubt. I'm going with the Colts in this one, guys. Okay. I think so that run game we know is phenomenal. Absolutely. Darius Leonard is probably, if not the best, one of the best linebackers in the league. I think he's the most underrated. Yeah. Um, I don't know. To me, Cincinnati playoffs, they, they always find a way to screw it up. Well, yeah. I mean, last time they won a playoff game, we were basically in, <laughs> in diapers. diapers. Yeah. <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> uh I I won't disagree with you though. Who knows with the NFL? But if you were a bet man, Cincy, just because of their offensive explosion. But like I said, if they could figure out a way that they could stunt Joe Burrow and that offense, that like I said, I I feel weird saying it. Cincinnati's offense is great. Yeah. You know. And the thing with the Colts too is like if you shut down the run game. I don't know if Michael Pittman's necessarily scaring you to death. T.Y.'s back. T.Y. Hilton's yeah. a really good wide receiver. Back in the day he was, yeah. I, I don't know. He came back from injury. He had, he, he's been playing great. If, if the Colts can't get the run game going, I think they're going to have problems. But I think Agreed. they will be able to, and I think they win that game in an upset. That's just my opinion. Now, I love your opinion. <laughs> <laughs> do you think if Frank Reich has Andrew Luck on his team, do you think we still oh. have the same conversation? Well, I think what you're seeing right now in Indianapolis is a perfect marriage because let's not forget that Carson Wentz year, he was on track to be MVP before he tore his ACL. I remember seeing that. And his offensive coordinator was Frank Reich in Philadelphia. So yep. it makes sense that they would bring him in and, and run this team. And let's not forget, he had a play, I believe it was 75% of the snaps for Philadelphia to get a first-round pick in that trade. And ironically, for a guy that's been injury-prone his whole career, he met that standard and Philadelphia gets a first-round pick for that. Amen. And they have three first-round picks next year, the Eagles do. so That's crazy. One of them is that Carson Wentz trade, which 
honestly, you would say it probably worked out pretty well for the Colts. I mean, uh, before that, it was whoever they're trotting out there as backups. So, Philip Rivers, like, apparently they tried luring him out of retirement to come back for that game that Wentz missed with COVID. But uh, I don't know. I, I I honestly think the Colts <laughs> could make a run here. I think it's they're possible. They're 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 obviously a team that could play well in the cold weather. So if they have to go to Buffalo or Kansas City, that run game could travel. Now here's a question for you and for you as well, Tim. Do you think that if Indy does beat Cincy, does that tarnish the season that Cincinnati had? No. Absolutely not. No, because no. they were a bad team last year. I mean, the Cowboys who were terrible. It's probably one of their best seasons I, I, that I can remember. Absolutely, the Cowboys Andy took Dalton Andy Dalton. Days. The Cowboys took Andy Red Dalton Rifle. to Paul Brown Stadium last year and beat the Bengals. Yeah, like, beat him pretty good too. Yep. And so no, I can't. I just because, and that goes for any team too. Just because you lose a game doesn't mean you're you know you're, you're having yeah. a crap season. It's just uh, you, okay, you lost the game, whatever. But for uh, Cincinnati to lose against, like I said before, for Cincinnati to lose a game, people are gonna be like, oh, it's just Cincinnati. That's fine. Yeah. yeah. But the fact that the the season they're having right now has definitely over exceeded what anybody oh, else yeah. can think of. Yeah, there's there's absolutely no shame whatsoever if Cincinnati absolutely goes not. one and done in the playoffs because honestly no one even expected them to be to there. To even be anywhere and, near it. Right. And that's the thing, like, you know, if they do go one and done in the playoffs, you think to yourself, like there's, there's honestly, another Yeah, there's not only another year, but there was also a lot of years of head. Another head. notch in their belt. Yeah. They're getting closer and closer every year. Mm -hmm. How about this question, which might be even tougher to answer than this matchup? Comeback player of the year, Dak or Joe Burrow? Dak. Mm. <laughs> oh, wow. That's a tough one. That yeah. is, honestly, I mean, at the beginning of the year, you would think Dak. Even All going into the year, he's the favorite. Dak. So I, I would Burrow. think you have to because it's a bigger name. So the last bigger name, bigger team. With the last two games True. that he's put up, Joe Burrow is, is right behind Dak Prescott for the most passing yards in a two-game stretch in NFL history. See, I, I think you go – I think a norm, normally you would go Dak because it's, a like I said, a bigger team, a bigger name. For the like we've been going back and forth about the the season that the Bengals have had because I think it's because of Joe Burrow. Hundred percent. That's a very very that's a ve it's that tough. was a very good very question. Good. I mean, it's tough to yeah. answer. That was a yeah. And no disrespect to Dak because I love all. Dak Prescott, but uh, I'm I think not saying Joe I, Burrow. I mean, yeah. if you could give out a co comeback player of the year award, absolutely. I think that'd be adequate. Absolutely. absolutely, that is a possibility. That's you probably know. what I would do honestly. Because I think that the majority goes for Dak because. Because just because because he plays for the Cowboys, yeah, because of it, yeah. And but really, it's 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 literally a hairline. It's razor thin. Yeah, that you go with Joe because the guy the the year before he he had lost that many games in well, college. Here, here's an argument that works against Dak is they went to Minnesota and won a game of Cooper Rush. Yeah, <laughs> dude, I was just about <laughs> to bring this up too. And not only that, he was foaming at the mouth. You see that? Not only that, Josh, but ever since that injury, the the performance it sort of diminished yeah. a little bit too. Whereas Joe, on the other hand, it seems like his performance has gotten better as the year has oh, gone absolutely. on. absolutely. Yes. And here's the thing, too. You take Dak and Joe away from their teams for, like, let's say, two or three weeks. They're six Whatever team does better, the other yeah. team should like, get yeah. should right. get the and, – yeah. And it's a fair playing field because they both have an embarrassment of riches at receiver. Yep. Mm -hmm. They both have great running backs. I yeah. mean, it's tough. That was uh, a great – That was. That's a good, good that question, That was a ever heard. great yeah. way to, like – they both analyze went down fairly things. early in the season, too. <laughs> what Josh said, that was a great way to analyze it, though, yeah. is take the best player on the team, take them out, and whoever struggles the, 
most gets the MVP, you know, gets the, the, the gratification the they, that they yeah. need to. And the tough question for Cincinnati is who's their best player? Is it Joe Mixon or is it Joe Burrow? Or is it Joe? Or is it Joe? Jamar Chase. Or is it Jamar? It's definitely Joe. <laughs> it's a Joe. Yeah. It's a Joe. See, I, I don't think it's Jamar Chase because T. Higgins is great. Tyler Boyd is serviceable. Mm. And C.J. Ozuma, their tight end, is really good, too. But you got to push that. You got to give Zach Taylor a ton of credit because it would have been easy to pack it in after the season they had oh, last yeah. year. Well, I think when we were here back in April, Josh, when we did our draft show, you even said that if, if Zach Taylor didn't win enough this that was year, it. That he was going to be sent back. Joe Burrow saved his ass. Oh, yeah. And he's just continuing what he did at LSU. Like, a lot of people forget he was at Ohio State before that. He was about to play for Urban Meyer, transfers, and wins right. a national championship. Yeah. So. So you going with Cincy then, too, or Indy? It's a tough one. It, it really is a tough one. I it's mean, not really a typical 3-6 matchup. No. Um, honestly, like I said, I, I, I like the – I really like what I've seen out of Cincinnati. And like I said, you know, you have Jonathan Taylor, but, I mean, really. I know you being an AFC North guy, you can't get that past playoff experience out of your mouth <laughs> with the Cincinnati Bengals. You know, but, no, honestly, I, I do have a feeling in this matchup I could see them breaking that drought, that 30-year yeah. drought. Because it's not the same bang. It's not Marvin oh, no. Lewis anymore. It's not the Bungles anymore, for it's sure. not Carson Palmer. It's not Andy Dalton. No. I mean, let's face it, Joe Burrow is probably already on track to be the best quarterback they've ever had. Oh, yeah. Which isn't saying much, but. Yeah, we have Boomer Esiason, yeah. of all people. <laughs> right, Achilles Smith. Boomer. Yeah. You see, Although Kenny, Kenny Anderson was pretty decent back in the day. Though. Yeah. It was, on, right. it was on the round apart, Jay. We, we got it. We got it good. We're good. So we got to make a bit of a Nostradamus prediction on this next one, but do you think the Chiefs play, do you think they host the Chargers or the Raiders? Chargers. Chargers. I agree. Chargers. Chargers have too much, too much talent to miss the playoffs. And that game a few Thursdays ago in L.A., Chiefs-Chargers was probably one of the best games oh, of the year. Oh, yeah. I mean, Travis Kelsey proved why he's the best tight end in the league. But mm -hmm. but this is one of those deals I definitely got to go with Kansas City. You would think. Ride the hot hand with Mahomes. Although, but I think I think that the Chargers, like I said, the Chargers, all ever since they drafted Justin Herbert, they have always played them tough. So, yeah. But, it, like I said, Kansas City is just too good right now. How about that Rams coaching tree, though, with Staley and Taylor and McVay? I mean – yeah. They're all over the place. So we're all going Kansas City there. Yeah. So Which is surprising because the Chargers have had a good season. Yeah. I just think they're a couple years away yet. Oh yeah. Well, if it was, be, if it was somebody else besides consistent. Kansas City, I think I yeah. I would think of somebody else. You gotta strike while the iron's hot though, because yeah. Austin Eckler is not gonna be around forever. No. And you know, Joey Bosa, he's already been in the league four or five years. Mm -hmm. So So the number one seed in the AFC. The Tennessee Titans. Yeah, we'll Woo! give it to the Titans. I guess they'll beat Houston. <laughs> Although I will say Houston's been competitive for most of the season. Yeah, Their they record really doesn't have, indicate how know, well they've played. Especially when everyone said that they were going to be the worst team in the NFL this year. I mean, we talk about the turmoil the Raiders are in. I mean, Texans oh, have God. a first-year head coach, Deshaun Watson. I mean, yeah. he's on the roster, but he's inactive every J.J. Watt's gone. DeAndre Hopkins is gone. They lost more than probably any team David in the Johnson, league. David Johnson, I mean, even though he's had injuries. But, yeah, I mean, they, yeah. there's there's really, like, no true star power on the Texans right now. Right. Am, am I missing Titans on here or something? Uh, you know what? Well, that, might, that might not have uh, printed off either. Yeah. Where's that at? Right here. They have the, the same place Green Bay is. Yeah, same oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Right here. So they'll be playing the winner of Buffalo New They'll New play England. the worst right. remaining seed. So they'll play. Uh, They're going to play Buffalo. For me, it's the Colts, but, yeah, for you guys, it must be the Bills. Yeah. All right, well, let's go over to the AFC or NFC and hash out those first-round matchups. So 
we kind of laid out some scenarios earlier. If it's possible that Dallas could move up to the two seed, I don't think it's likely, but it's possible. I think more likely than not they face Arizona, who they played last week. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to say what I said last weekend at my house on here because probably be canceled, but <laughs> <laughs> suffice to say that I wasn't very happy with the performance last week, and Dak's numbers don't show. Josh, what does it rhyme with? Duck. <laughs> Holy duck. <laughs> yeah. Holy duck. <laughs> oh, I run amok. <sighs> well, I, we, I think, Josh. Nowhere. Let's ask you. You're uh, the Cowboys fan. I, I'm, I'm going to make this easy. I can't in good confidence right now pick this team because they're so up and down. The offense, for whatever reason, has been non-existent for the last, since the New England game, basically. Um, Dak, I, I don't know who, what Dak's going to show up week to week. The defense is playing amazing. I mean, you hold Arizona to 20, 25 points, you should win. And, unfortunately, a missed field goal here, a fumble there, it's it's out of control. And to top it off, the Cardinals are going to get some guys back. They're getting J.J. Watt back. They already activated his window. Hopkins might come back. Uh, I'm picking the Cardinals. Just really? Uh, yep. Take that shirt off Someone right who's now. literally wearing <laughs> a Dallas hey, shirt realist. and a Dallas hat. And the, honestly, me, do you have Dallas underwear on right now? No, I don't. But you should. They didn't make the playoffs last year, and it was obviously an injury-riddled season with Dak and Tyron Smith and Collins and all those guys. But you know what I like about it? Most people always fall to their own team. Just like like in betting and stuff. That's why you never bet against. You never bet with your team during like a your don't bet with your heart game because you will always lose. Mm-hmm. Well, in, in an ideal world, what I'd love to happen is Dallas gets a two seed and somehow the Saints sneak into the playoffs. And I'd like to host the Saints that first game. That's who I'd want to play. Yeah. But I don't see it happening. So and lose to the Saints? The see, you're a realist. <laughs> no, I think they're So you're a realist is what yeah, you're saying. Yeah, I'm a realist. You're not just going to say, oh, Dallas for the win just because they're you're not, Dallas. They weren't good enough last week. And yeah. with key guys coming back, they're not going to be good enough once again. So right here on air, I'm challenging Mike McCarthy and Kellen Moore and Dan Quinn to get your shit Uh-oh. together. Uh, and uh, play a better game. Uh-oh. I mean, what? it's just how it is. Jake's under watch. <laughs> so that's, that's. I mean. Just heard Jake giggle. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know what else, too? <laughs> Wasn't sure if it was a schoolgirl or him. This is a question him. I wanted to ask you guys before we go any further, and it has to do with fandom because people say I'm crazy for putting my heart and soul into this team because they're like, oh, you don't. Play for you're, team, you have a you passion. Do, you're crazy, and that's just it. Like you have a passion. You you don't even know how many hours I put into this team every every week, let alone during the season. Like, oh, for years, website, off season, watching their shows, buying their merchandise, their podcasts, and year after year for the last 26 years, they just continue to let me down, and and I'm just I've had enough of it. I'll never forget that so divisional you're becoming a game. Fan? <laughs> oh God, the divisional game between the Cowboys and the Vikings. Good old Keith Brooking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll never forget watching that with you, Josh, because I, sp- I that honestly table still broke. <laughs> I honestly oh. thought Dallas was going to beat Minnesota that game. Okay, so not to cut you off, but it was five days before Christmas. I get a phone call at work. John from Plymouth. Uh, it's and it's it was, Donald Trump. And it was the. I actually did talk to Donald <laughs> yes, Trump did. on the phone. I did. Jake's the only one here to talk to, to Donald that's Trump. That's for another day. That's for God. another day. Yeah, that's that's a story in itself, but. So John from Plymouth called me at work. It was the day that the Vikings were playing the Bears on Monday Night Football. And sure enough, 
that got brought into the discussion. And here we are almost 12 years later to the day. John from Plymouth still has that same coffee table with the leg missing. There's a lot of things that are still broken in that house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What was that story? Try to get into his house. What was that grip. story when, when you <laughs> didn't you try giving Timmy and Laura like a PS4, but it was like uh, you had to look for controllers that weren't smashed. Yeah, <laughs> I went through a lot of controllers when I was younger. Oh, I was. I remember. <laughs> yeah. I played Madden. We know you. Jake, I actually we, shattered my bedroom mirror. Jake, we know people like that. <laughs> we do know people like that, Sam. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know people like that. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, let's say I'm a bit of a hothead when it comes to my team, but same here. Laura, Laura used to tell up. me all the time, and like I used to come and watch games with you, and I'm like, "What are you talking about?" She goes, "Oh, he's calmed down." Yeah. Well. I guess my high pl- high blood pressure diagnosis calmed me down a little bit. Ten years back, Same watching man. a Cowboys game with <laughs> Joshua Manley. You, you in the take, other room. You, you have, saw a coffee table going against. You the have wall. to take a helmet with oh, you to watch my, it. No, my favorite story was the time when you were playing Madden. You were playing Madden, and I think Laura said she saw a controller just go flying across the <laughs> living room. <laughs> Justin and Alicia could tell you stories yeah. too. Yeah. Steeler games. Like the one I thought was over, and I'm in on the computer playing all these songs like the game's over, run, <laughs> running around the house with my Cowboys flag, and the next thing you know, Romo throws a pick six, and it's all over. The Shea Townsend. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> Who are you guys picking in that game? Dallas, Arizona? Oh. I'll, I'll just say you, I'm going Arizona. You've been on the Arizona train all year. I, I mean, here been. we go with another. I mean, Kyler Murray is just two teams I, that are up and down all season long. They're. I have to seriously. I have to eat major crow here because I said going into the year, I just didn't really see or buy into that Arizona hype, and they, like I said, I I was definitely wrong on that. I got to go with Arizona. So you're going to everybody's going to Arizona. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to Dallas. All right. Okay. Good luck five dollars. Go boys. Five dollars a piece. Or? Oh God. How about them cowboys? How about them cowboys? All right. As of right now, we have Tampa Bay hosting San Francisco. Although that could change if they end up losing to the Rams, uh, you could see New Orleans sneak into that spot. Philadelphia could move around a little bit. There's lots of things that can happen there. But I guess right. we'll pick it as if it's Tampa Lifetime. Bay, San Fran right now. Definitely Tampa Bay. But honestly, I just don't see them going back to back. Just not no. the Antonio Brown situation, but I mean, really, the amount of injuries on both sides of the ball. When you look at Chris Godwin done for the year with a torn ACL, you look at Leonard Fournette, you look at uh, and especially that defense in the secondary, that defense that was so crucial to that Super Bowl run last year. Fournette might be back, though. Yeah, Fournette might be back, but like I said, I just think there's too many injuries for Tampa. I see them winning in the wild card round, but sadly I just don't see them going back-to-back. Back. And it would be just like Tom Brady to run the table and win it all again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Here's the thing. I'm, uh, I'm going to go out on a limb and say San Fran wins this game. I could see hey. that. And I don't hate the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's going to come down to that quarterback play again, though. Like, that defense in Tampa is still legit. Tom Brady versus his predecessor that Uh, was supposed to be, but never (laughs) came to fruition. maybe Trey Lance, though. And knowing that Jimmy's going to be on the trading block once the season is over. I think you're going to see what San Fran did in the beginning of the year against Detroit. I think you're going to see that come back in this game where Trey Lance comes in for a game or two and he – Or a play or two. Yep. And you're going to see him throw a bomb. I, I honestly think it's going to be San Fran's going to come through and win this game, but it's going to be a very close game. You know what the thing about San Francisco is? They, they play tough between they do. Nick Bosa and Samuel and I don't know how, but they just keep churning out running backs left and right. Oh, yeah. And that's the thing, like, 
by committee. Honestly, the last 15, 16 years, the league has evolved really into more of a passing league. It's not the smash mouth league that it was back in the day. Like, say, Jerome Bettis, Emmett Smith, Barry Sanders. You know, it's not that. And, I mean, really, Kyle Shanahan and the San Francisco 49ers, they're really the, the last team that has that true old-school smash-mouth football on both sides of the ball. Right. Yeah, all that being said, though, I'm with John or uh, Jake. I'm going Tampa Bay. Another thing I want to add really quick that has nothing to do with this playoff picture is any team nowadays that has the type of offensive weapons like Dallas does, like Minnesota does, not to be a homer here, but I'll pick my team for a second here. Kirk Cousins had a fantastic year. He did. But you give him a player, you give Minnesota a player like Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, Pat Mahomes, something like that, that team's totally different. Yeah. Now, John, answer me this. If they had a healthy Adam Thielen down the stretch, do mm-hmm. you think they'd be a playoff team? They, he was pretty much healthy all year except for the last couple games. But it's all about finishing the games out. What a compliment to Jefferson, though. I mean, you have to say that Jefferson oh is probably the number one there now. That's why it's hard to say that, like, I would agree with you when you said that Minnesota was a very, you know, disappointing team this year. Watching week one to week four, I'm watching this team. I'm like, why are they losing these games? And don't forget, they lost Irv Smith Jr. in the beginning of the season. That was a big loss. Huge loss. Don't sleep now, on now, their tight end came through. Yeah. And and he's he's playing very well. But... Irv Smith is he's a totally different player. Dalvin Cook missed some time. Dalvin that's another thing too. I love Dalvin Cook, but it's just like we need help, but Alexander Madison, he's pretty much Dalvin Cook 2.0. Yeah. Everson Griffin was having a decent year until his mental health went out the window. It's just all these things just come to the table and that's why a lot of these teams who do you have in your reserves? Cuz if you don't have a good reserve, your your team's screwed. Yeah. And that's why we're seeing the teams that are doing really well right now are doing what they're doing. And unfortunately, it's probably going to cost a, a coach that I have a lot of appreciation for in Mike Zimmer's job. Me too. Me too. And I'll say this, and I don't want to talk about my team too much and take up too much time, but Mike Zimmer brought this team for where they were in ashes up to at least plus 500. And they, But they haven't been able to get over to hump. That's they the have. Issue. That's the thing, though. So it's like it's it's bittersweet, but it's one of those things where, I mean – if Minnesota, Kirk Cousins played very well this year. Right. And I think you drafted him, didn't you? In our one league? Maybe two years ago. It wasn't this year. Okay. Last year it was. No, somebody was very hot on Kirk Cousins, and he did fantasy-wise very well. He did. But, like, yeah, you're throwing a lot of touchdowns, but you're not winning games. Yeah. You're not the reason why you win football games. Like, Dak Prescott will be the reason why Dallas wins a football game. Or loses. Or, exactly. So... It's one of those things where Minnesota, they could be, you know, 12 and 5 right now. The difference is Aaron Rodgers will never be the reason why the Packers lose. It's going to be a defensive Somebody mistake else. or Aaron Every Jones fumbles. Every single time. And yeah. I'm not saying that because they hate Aaron Rodgers, but he, he's not the reason why they lose games. Nope. And granted, he's, in my opinion, the best quarterback to ever play the game. He is so perfect. But he is so perfect in games that it's. Like you said, if they lose, you can't even, you can't even, even word, like even put your mouth to Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, it's always some, and it's not like, oh, you know, it had nothing to do with me. It really didn't. It had nothing to do with him. It's just 
Unless he the has four defense falls apart. Or <laughs> well, if he has yeah, the interceptions, but yeah. how it's been what five hundred and nineteen passes, and he's had four interceptions. Insane. Yeah. But I mean, we've seen this time and time and again where people he say, did "Oh, last he's got year. Devontae Adams, and he's got Donald Driver, and he's got all these guys, Randall Cobb, one guy." But yet these guys go el- elsewhere, and they're yeah. not putting up those numbers because Jordan Aaron Nelson Rodgers has another did. one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Jordan Nelson took a big this contract with the Raiders and didn't do anything. If yep. Aaron Rodgers does, because Aaron Rodgers is at that right now, five hundred. I think it was 518 yeah. or 519 passes. He's never thrown a lot of with picks. Four no. interceptions. He did it last year, and he stayed relatively. He did the healthy. same thing last year. All right. If he does it again this year, it's I think it's a, a, a NFL record. Agree or disagree? Nothing around the table here. Aaron Rodgers, most accurate quarterback in NFL history. Hundred percent. What's that? Most accurate quarterback in NFL history. Look, that's no, no further question. than 2016 no. when he threw a frozen rope to Jared Cook on the sideline mm-hmm. after. He got blindsided and held on to the damn football right. when Jeff Heath nailed him. And that's coming from a and diehard Vikings fan. Yeah. I will say this till I until I'm blue in the face. Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback I've seen play football ever. Tom Brady that's, is good. He's Aaron Rodgers I think is better than Tom thing. Brady. I mean from a talent well, standpoint, Tom, it's not even close. Yeah, absolutely. Tom, like the thing is, Tom is I guess you could say mentally clutch, but to me, Aaron is more I mean, he's great. But to me, he's he's clearly more athletically gifted, in my opinion. If yeah. Aaron Rodgers and goes to Minnesota, I will get his face tattooed on my ass. <laughs> All right. You hear that, Facebook land? Oh, and Facebook. I'm going to say this, too. Mark my <laughs> words. 15 years from now, I think we're going to be saying the similar things about Pat Mahomes. Oh, oh absolutely. God, yeah. He's so Without good. He's got a chance to be the best of all time because he's been to the Super Bowl the last two years from an arm talent standpoint. It's him and Rodgers. I mean, they're right up there. And no arguably, question. And arguably could have been in the Super Bowl the last three years right. when you think of it. Right. He's good. Aside from all those bullshit calls that the Patriots got in the championship game. They lost in overtime, right? Yeah. So The fact that he won a Super Bowl at such a young age. Yeah. How about those last three years, though? Two Super Bowls and an overtime loss in the championship game. I mean, that's pretty Phenomenal. incredible. Andy Reid or not? Do you think if Andy Reid's there that he does not as well as, as he does? No. No. Honestly, I think – and part of the reason people will talk about, you know, like why doesn't Eric Bieniemy get a head coaching job? Is that another passing Go. touchdown from yep. Dak? Yep. <laughs> another right. one to Cedric Wilson, too. Eight I hope points? Him up. That's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's garbage. But anyway, I think part I'll of the reason. I'll take 14. I think part of the reason why Eric Bieniemy, you know, I wonder still to this day why he's not a head coach. I think he's definitely Andy's successor when he retires yep. in a few years. Now, I'll, I would never admit this when he's in Philadelphia, but I think Andy Reid's one of the most underrated coaches ever. Oh, oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. I want to throw this out there. I was going <laughs> to say this earlier, but I was waiting for the right time. If Mike Zimmer does go from Minnesota to a different team or it goes back to being a D.C., I want to see Eric Bieniemy in Minnesota. That would be really? awesome. Absolutely. Uh, I, even, I even told Kyle, I said, honestly, I think probably the best fit for the Raiders would be Eric Bieniemy. I don't care the, about what happened in Colorado with him think, at all. Yeah. I think you want Doug Peterson, honestly. That's my opinion. And I want Eric Bieniemy, like, you know, man. And, mm-hmm. the, and that's the thing. Doug, he, he's a Super Bowl champion, and I think in a lot of ways that offense, that offense that he had in Philadelphia, I could definitely see it in Minnesota, that same you know West Coast offense. Yeah. That's what they've always yeah. been. Mm-hmm. But and Kirk Cousins is way better than Nick Foles, in my opinion. A hundred percent. Nick Foles just had some kind of magic with Philadelphia. That's I, I don't know how to explain it. <laughs> yeah. I think Kirk Cousins is gone. Though I heard that he's on the trading block. Too. I wouldn't. 
Yeah. Who knows? Be, in the off be, season, dude, they'd be. Fun. I like get rid of him after yeah. the best season of his career. That's what Minnesota does. <laughs> hey, trade him to Pittsburgh. I've always been a fan. Yeah, I'd market take him in a heartbeat. <laughs> market right now, but I've I've said that I've been saying this for months now. Eric Bieniemy, if he gets a head coaching job, and if Mike Zimmer does leave, I'd love to see him there in Minnesota. And it's it's pretty much all but confirmed. Zimmer's done after tomorrow. Yeah. He has to be. Absolutely. Well, let's get on the next one there. What about the Rams hosting the Eagles? Yeah, we're pretty far into this. <laughs> Rams. We're <laughs> two hours and 40 minutes Sorry, into Rams. <laughs> yeah, Rams. No. no one's taking the Eagles, I don't think, right? No. No, not a chance. There, it, Go it's, Birds. It's just a blessing that they made it. Honestly. Who knows? Well, oh, yeah, stranger things have happened. It, it has. I mean, this is, like I said, this is a team that everybody this year thought was going to be the worst in the National Football League uh, as far as the NFC is concerned. If Matt Stafford keeps turning the ball over like he's been in the Rams. Like, like he's done his whole career. I mean, when you have a 10-71 and 71 record against winning teams, you know. Yep. Or we got the Don't count out Philadelphia's defense. No. No. They're very underrated. They are. Tommy Vitale is watching. Oh. Glad to see you're doing better, bud. Yeah. Still not talking Evergreen, though. Not yet. <laughs> um, so this is where it gets tricky for you guys because you guys have Tennessee Buffalo. Uh, I actually had Indy winning, so it's different for me. I'm going to have uh, – I'll have Tennessee facing Indianapolis instead. Okay. So but you say that again, Josh. So I, I picked Indianapolis to beat Cincinnati, so they'll play Tennessee, but you guys have them playing Buffalo. Playing Buffalo, yeah. Okay. So who do you think there? Man, you know, the tough thing is – when you have home field advantage, as we've seen the past couple of years, you guys in 2016 is a prime example. When you rest starters that last week of the season, it bites you in the ass. Yeah. And not only – I mean, I would imagine Ryan Tannehill is going to be out there tomorrow. But I'm talking about Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry has not played a game since Halloween. And, yeah, it's good that he's going to be fresh and ready to go. But, but honestly, think, is he going to be fresh and ready to go? We yeah. know there's a big difference so between practice honestly, reps and game yeah. reps. As and as much as I would love Especially to see, after a, it's a Derrick injury. Henry. Yeah, though. as much, and that's the thing, man. Like, he's a monster. I mean, God, he, you could throw, you could hand him the ball 35 times a game, and he, he could rush for. I two, mean, the dude's still top ten in rushing despite missing what eight games. Yeah, yeah. insane. Eight, eight weeks already. But honestly, I just, <laughs> I just crazy. Man, that rust and the amount of injuries that they have, I'm, I'm just. This I might just be the least confident you felt about a number one seed in a while. Yeah, honestly. Here's the thing, though. I think if injuries and COVID had nothing to do with that, I think that he would be number one, no doubt. In fantasy or what? No, rushing yards. Oh, okay. Derrick oh, Henry, no if he did get yeah, hurt, if or if COVID was number one in rushing yards for eight. Eight weeks, but it goes. Yeah. Back and he wasn't my, even playing. It goes yep. back to my prediction earlier, or before the season even started. It's a workload injury, right? And when you have a guy that's getting three, four hundred touches a your, year, your entire offense rolls around that's him. That's what it is. Yeah. I mean, Julio Jones. Let's face it, you can't count on him anymore. Yeah, and and I mean, we saw when the Titans went on that playoff run two years ago when they beat New England, ended the dynasty. Yeah, and the defense. Yeah, well, not only the defense and Derrick Henry when they beat them, when they beat the Ravens, another one that rested starters. By the time that we got to the championship game, Ryan Tannehill, it was exposed to how limited he really is a quarterback. And, right. I mean, even even last year when they lost to the Ravens in the playoffs. Right. right. So it sounds like you guys are maybe going Buffalo. Yeah, I'm going Buffalo. I'm telling you, man, no. that team's going to get hot in the playoffs. I, I really think they are. He always does, though. He's Buffalo? always uh, – yeah. yeah. He's always uh, – Josh Allen is always – for some reason, he's always pinpoint Yeah. when it comes to the – 
to the playoffs. We're, and, and there's we're a guy counts. that, you know, he went to a Division One school, but it's Wyoming. We don't talk about Wyoming football yeah, too often. We don't okay, care about Chris Wyoming Collinsworth. <laughs> now there's a guy. Now here's a guy. All right, so I have uh, Indianapolis traveling to Tennessee, and I'm actually going to take the Colts there. Yeah. I think the Colts go on the road and upset wow. the Titans. All right. <laughs> what? <laughs> Yeah. Dude, the look on your face is priceless. What? What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, wh- so what happened with the Colts in Tennessee earlier in the year? Was it a sweep or a split? Titans swept them. Okay. So it's hard to beat a team three times. It is. Yeah. I'm going Colts. Minnesota's done it before, though. And then the other matchup you guys have, uh, Cincinnati against Kansas City. Rematch of last week. Kansas City gets revenge. That's tough. Absolutely. At Arrowhead, yeah. That's yeah. As much as I'd love – to see the Bengals beat them, I, I can't see them say doing it twice. That's where the magic ends for Cincinnati. Oh, yeah. I can't see him doing it twice. Who knows, though? I think it'll be a very close game. I'll tell you right now, if, 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 if I, I get I a good I have Buffalo uh, against Kansas City. If I get a good percentage for the Bengals to, like, given points, I'll take that all day long. Right. Oh, yeah. But I can't see them being favored to win. Like, if it's Cincy plus three, I'd take that all day long. Absolutely. So I have uh, Buffalo heading to Arrowhead to face the Chiefs. And they beat the crap out of Kansas City I'm in taking Arrowhead the Bills. back in yeah. October. I'm sticking to my guns. I'm taking the Bills. So yeah. that sets up for me an AFC championship of Buffalo, Indianapolis, and you guys have Kansas Buffalo, City and Kansas Buffalo, City. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And that, to me, is the toughest one to decide on. It is. Yeah. I already know who I'm picking. Yeah. You want to pick that one now or go to the AF- NFC? Let's go to NFC. All right. <laughs> yeah. So Save it. South the playoff picture. Save it, yeah. We've got uh, the Cardinals traveling to Lambeau. <laughs> Green Bay. Good Redemption. Luck, Good luck, Arizona. Redemption. Yeah. Green Bay. Yeah. Warm weather team going to play in you better show weather. Up when you it's better be show like 14 up 14 below. Yeah. You better yeah. show up with, like, 28 other teams. Yeah. Right. You and couldn't write it any better, though. No. And honestly, can't. I never give a whole lot of credence to the whole, you know, warm weather team going to a cold weather stadium type of deal, but – I don't think Kyler Murray's play style is suited for that type of environment. No, nope. I think you can be as back. ready as you think you are, but as soon as you get there, you're Ma- not. Matt Stafford might be equipped to go play in that, but Kyler Murray, no, no way. Now, here's yeah. where I disagree with you, because I think because of what happened, was that Thursday night football between it Arizona was. and Green Bay? Yeah, that was I Arizona's first I think this is loss. them saying, hey, you guys got us last time, but we're going to get you this time because we're going to come with a different approach. Mm. You do have to wonder what kind of DeAndre Hopkins are getting back in a couple weeks if he does come back. And a healthy Chase Edmonds, a healthy J- James Conner. Somewhat healthy J.J. Watt. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's they were missing a lot of their key players in that game. Isaiah Simmons played a hell of a game last week against Dallas. He's a guy to watch yeah. out for. I think that's going to be a very – if Arizona and Green Bay do end up playing that type of game, I think you're going to see it's going to be a very low-scoring game. I think Green Bay wins by at least two touchdowns. That's my prediction. Mm-hmm. I points. think Green Bay wins. Ten points. I think uh, Arizona wins, I mean. Now, what would you say if, let's say, Dallas upsets the Cardinals and they have to go to Lambeau? I think Dallas wins mm-hmm. that. Really? And no. I'm not saying that because I'm a Minnesota Vikings fan. Think of the storylines. McCarthy going back to Lambeau. Last time they were there was the infamous Des Bryant catch, no catch. That, yeah. that, that he didn't catch? It was a catch. He if, caught it. If ball, that works never out. Never saw the ball hit the ground. If that works out that way, I think Dallas comes. I think Micah Parsons is going to be the reason why. For as long as I'm alive. Oh, I'd love to see Parsons smack Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers Josh, hates linebackers. <laughs> he hates getting hit, period. Yep. What's that, Tom? For as long as I'm alive. 
I will tell Josh that wasn't a catch. <laughs> but it was. <laughs> but it was. <laughs> I think that Dallas defense gives Aaron Rodgers fits right. and just yeah. he he'll he'll have a decent game, but he's not going to have a great game to the point where Dallas is going to win that game. You know who I don't want to see running full speed at me in that weather is AJ Dillon. That's one. Yeah, Jason Boone said it the other day. He's a bam. That, that's what a, I call a bam, a badass mother effer. That's a and Bamf. that's a pretty potent combo that they have yeah. with him and Aaron Jones. Although Elliott and Pollard isn't too much of a slouch either, nope. but yeah, it's beside the point. Yeah. And then you got uh, Tampa Bay possibly traveling to the Rams, which they played earlier in the season as well. Rams Tampa beat Bay. them. I, yeah, I think Tampa gets revenge. Yeah, I'm taking the Rams. I'm with you. Mm. If the Rams go or if Tampa goes, who knows? It might be San Fran versus the Rams. Cooper Cup has been indefensible this year. He has. And for a guy that ran 4-6 and coming out of Western Kentucky, I mean, that's impressive as it gets. Yeah. I mean, to me, he's better than Wes Welker and Edelman and all those guys. And look who he's had thrown to him, though. Ter mediocre quarterbacks. Yep. Great run games, great defenses, but mediocre quarterbacks. and Great wide receiver. He's... And now you got Beckham. Higby's a great tight end. Uh, and Cam Van Akers Jefferson. is coming back. Yeah, Cam and Akers. Running game. I know and you don't like Matt Stafford, but and what an upgrade. That son of a bitch has screwed me so many times in fantasy. What an upgrade, though. <laughs> Every time I draft him, If you guys haven't noticed, Jake sixes. has a hard time putting his bias aside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, 10-71 and 71 against winning teams. Yeah. He's but had yet, a great year, though. But yeah, Oh, he's had a great year. But the thing – and I'm just saying with Matt – this is by far his best team, his best coaching staff. There is absolutely no excuses now. All the excuses are out the window this time around. I mean, and just he's, think he's they're doing all this form. without Robert Woods. Yeah, that year. was a big, big loss. How crazy yeah. was it that Robert Woods came, or Odell practiced. came in and then yeah. Robert he Woods He tears his ACL like the next day. And he yeah. still practiced with it yet, too. Yeah. B-A-M-F. All right, so NFC title-wise, I have Green Bay Rams. What do you guys have? Green Bay Tampa. Green Bay rematch of last year. Yeah, rematch of last year. Honestly, absolutely, yeah. it's – it's kind of shaping up like rematches the last year. And you year. could make the Mine's argument different. that, you know, minus some LaFleur questionable coaching decisions, mm -hmm. Green Bay should have won that game. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they Aaron Rodgers had all this green in front of him. He decides to throw the fucking ball for some reason. I have Arizona, Los Angeles. Oh, okay. All right. Another third game rematch. Did I say Green Bay? No, I said Arizona. You said right? Arizona. Arizona. Arizona, Los Angeles. All right. So, AFC-wise, I have Buffalo, Indy. I Buffalo KC. <laughs> Buffalo yeah. KC. I might just ride this Jonathan Taylor thing right to the Super Bowl, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm dead serious. I mean. What section are you sitting in? Touchdown, Josh. Uh, yeah, I'm going to buy a, a Super Bowl ticket to watch Jonathan Taylor not only win MVP, <laughs> but Super Bowl MVP. <laughs> I'm, uh, yeah, I'm going to go Indy. I'm just going to ride it. Indy to the Super Bowl. Indy to the Super Bowl. That's Mark sick. it down. Number six seed. Best running back in the playoffs. Happen. Hey, I mean, it makes sense to look at their coaches. Yeah. Second best offensive guard in the playoffs. Quentin Nelson, I got to take my boy Zach Martin first. That old line, though. Yeah. Hey, Mark Lewinsky went to GAR, don't forget. He did. Hey. Yeah, so I'm going into you guys have a different matchup, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You guys all have Buffalo KC? Yeah. I've and that's the thing, you know, like we talked about. I mean, well, we were we were actually at Riverside that day when Kansas City fell to three and four. And I remember you're like, you're like, oh yeah, looking like a real MVP. <laughs> and that was actually when when the Titans knocked that Patrick Mahomes. He got a concussion in that game. Yeah. 
And so at this point, you know, you're thinking like, yeah, you know, typical Super Bowl hangover, you know, team that loses the Super Bowl, they have like such a such a bad year the following year. But honestly, I would have to say, Josh, probably it was the Sunday night game against the Raiders in Vegas, and then it was when they played you when you guys went to Arrowhead the next week, and I thought to myself like that that defense looks stout for the first time in the Andy Reid era. You're talking about and the Cowboys defense that hold Pat Mahomes to 19 points, right? Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was impressive. Yeah, it was. But, but honestly, at that point, like at that point, and just the way that it's sort of evolved like since then, this, these past two months, I just think, uh, yeah, I know they lost to Cincinnati, but I just think Kansas City is, th- there's like I talked about, getting hot at the right time. I heard an analysis today that makes a lot of sense with Kansas City and how their turnaround kind of happened. So, if you remember early in the year, Mahomes was taking deep shots to Hardman, yep. Tyreek Hill, Kelsey, all those guys. Yeah. They simplified the offense, and it's more of a checkdown style. So, if you notice the last couple of weeks, it's more Darrell Williams. Mm-hmm. You know, Clyde Edwards-Alaire is back. He should be back for the playoffs. A lot more of this, you know, short stuff rather than taking the shots down the field. Yeah. Well, the biggest thing And then, of course, the defense. You check your, like, on your plate when – after obviously after the hike after the plays in motion you always you have to see what your main a and b wide receivers are yeah did they get free of the little you know little bounce check that the uh d-back is getting at them did they clear them how you know you got your two or three step back do you see does he have two to three steps past him right if he has two or three steps past him then you make sure you engage him, maybe look him off, and then look over, yeah. and then throw to see if he, he got it. But the checkdowns are your safety. That's your safety net right. because they're ninety percent of the time open. Your A and B are the technically your backup, but they're your also your main. But it only takes a few seconds to find out if they're open or not. And if you have a howitzer for an arm like Mahomes does, of course right. you're going to want to go for the right. big play. Down Absolutely. Down. Absolutely, especially when you got. Good wide receivers that know yeah. how to get open, and the best tight end in the league. But that's why that's George what Kittle's the pretty good. That's why you know you always use your checkdowns and everything because you know uh, Tyreek Hill can be open ninety percent of the time. You throw him a little bubble screen, he could go ninety yards for a touchdown. Right, you can so a fast. little five yeah. yard out, he can turn it up field and turn it up for twenty six yards. Right. So with all that being said, are you guys taking Buffalo or KC? That's so tough. I. And only because I'm really going with what I said at the beginning of the year, I'm going Kansas City. Yeah. Only specifically because of how their offense is running right now and more so because of how their defense is playing. Who's so. the more dangerous quarterback right now, Josh Allen or Pat Mahomes? Pat Mahomes. Even with Josh Although, Allen's running ability? Josh Absolutely. Allen. Don't forget about Pat Mahomes' running ability. You said that pretty convincingly. I, you sound sure of that. I'm 100% sure. <laughs> Man, I, <laughs> Look what he did tonight. If I'm starting a team tomorrow, I don't know which one I'm taking. Look what he did Josh tonight. Allen. Absolutely. Don't get me wrong. I love 100%. Buffalo. I love what they've done with that team. When Sean McDermott's done with that team, Josh Allen. Yeah. Stefan Diggs, I miss you. But like <laughs> every like just everything, even Dawson Knox this year. He had a quietly just, good season. Yeah. Th- that that team's really come to fruition, but like Kansas City's still, in my opinion, the team to beat. They're becoming the New England Patriots of old. Yeah. So yeah. I think Kansas City is one of those teams where they've had some really there he goes. off weeks where they've lost a few games here and there. But yeah. I think Kansas City is going to play 
substantially well in the playoffs here, and I think they're going to end up in the Super Bowl yeah. again. And the difference could very well be that the game's at Arrowhead instead of in Buffalo. That too. But they did win at Arrowhead back in October. True. And yeah. I won I won one of those games for my fantasy league, at yeah. least one game. Are you taking Buffalo, Tim? Yeah. And Jake, you're taking? KC. KC. All right. Because I like Josh Allen. So I have the Colts in the playoffs, and you guys have either Buffalo or KC. NFC-wise, my championship Ooh. game <laughs> is the Rams and Green Bay. Green Bay. And you guys have Tampa and Green Bay, right? Yeah, Tampa and Green or Bay. Or you have Arizona. And I have Arizona and Los Angeles. Ooh. Um, that would be at L.A. Or for me, it would be in Green Bay. So and I'm, I'm taking off. the Packers. I'm taking the Packers. Um, I mean, <laughs> again, Aaron Rodgers is not only the best quarterback in this playoff bracket, but the best of all time, in my opinion. He's only been to one Super Bowl, which is completely mind-blowing. Um, I wish I he didn't have to bring it up. I think a lot of that has to do, honestly, with coaching decisions, if you look back on it. Don't forget about the. the I mean, the fifteen and one season when the Giants beat him in in Lambeau. I mean, that was uncalled for. I don't know if Mike McCarthy made Rodgers or the other way around, but he's Ooh, doing it honey. again for Lafleur. So it's probably yeah. it's probably Rodgers. Yeah, because that's the thing, Josh. Like I read it just the other day, Matt Lafleur, he's thirty nine and nine in the regular season. Yeah, he's never lost back to back games. But I mean, really, look at how pedestrian their offense was when they had to miss when Aaron had to miss the Kansas City game because of COVID. Yeah. <laughs> and they have a, a, a I'll uh, the double-headed monster at running back, like we said, with Dylan yeah, and Jones. Dylan Jones. So. Don't forget about their offense, though. Even when Green Bay went to the Super Bowl and beat the Pittsburgh Steelers, no offense, they had who? Taken. Jordy Nelson. Yeah. Devontae Adams was there, right? And Charles Wilson wrong? left that game early, too. I don't, I don't think too. Devontae was there yet, but sure enough, they had Donald Driver. They had Greg Jennings. Yeah. Yeah. Had, I'm sorry, you're right. Yeah. They had Greg Jennings, great mm-hmm. wide receiver. Yeah. Donald Driver. Um tight end i'm trying to remember the tight end. mercedes no it wasn't no. mercedes lewis regardless the guy that broke yeah. his neck. regardless they had uh, barnett three yeah three wide receivers that were just fantastic yeah and their defense is playing really well this fantasy year football pickups of, of <laughs> yeah. course because they're that good. <laughs> yeah you know who's actually surprising me this year and as a michigan guy i hate to say this but rashawn gary's having a great second season oh yeah in green bay yeah. And I heard that he's a hard, hard worker, too, yeah. that he studies a lot of film. Right. Charles Woodson. Yeah, they had defense and offense. Yeah. And that but. was really the only time in the Mike McCarthy era that their defense was really that stout. They Absolutely. were definitely a top five defense that year. That's why Davis. they won that year. Then they have mm-hmm. J.R. Alexander coming back now, so yeah. they're only going to yeah. get better. Fantastic. But I still think if I'm going to talk about my bracket, Arizona and Los Angeles, I think Arizona wins that. Yeah, because I was your, your man. You're riding that pick. Arizona train hard, uh, dude. I yeah, I've been saying at the beginning here, it's the Boomer Sooner, Kyle Boomer Murray Sooner, <laughs> the that, wagon. Yeah, and I just just something about that offense and that defense, and like you said, JJ Watt coming back. Yeah, him and Chandler Jones on each side. Granted, he's got like a torn bicep and a torn rotator cuff and all his other stuff. But put duct tape on it. Yeah. He'll just put a brace on everything and he <laughs> play robotic. He's going to look like the uh, – what's that guy from the Wizard of Oz? The He's going to look like the fox mascot, the robot guy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but I honestly think I, I'm really riding this Arizona KC train for the rest of the year because of just how everything's coming, coming together. together now, right now. So I, I think it's going to be Arizona, KC, and the Super Bowl still. And then, Tim, you had a Green Bay-Tampa Bay? Green Bay-Tampa Bay. Who are you taking there? 
and you said it was in Green Bay? Yeah. I go Green Bay. Oh, yeah. Battle although, of the I, although I've never – I don't think I've ever bet against Tom Brady. I think we're at the downside of it. Just too many losses. To where we, too we many start going against mm-hmm. them. And too much shit going on, too. Yeah, it's, oh, a, yeah. it's, it's becoming a circus in, uh, in Tampa. Oh, nice job by Cooper hanging on to that. Can they Hopefully throw another back. touchdown here let's, from let's the fantasy? Let's push this so we go Can the, the referees throw after? another flag like they've done all season? <laughs> that Thanksgiving game, I wanted to. Oh my God! I wish I was there. <laughs> I was. <laughs> I wish I could have been a fly on the wall. Cursing in front of my grandmother, which I never mm-hmm. thought I'd do. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, Holy and she was like, "Oh, Josh." <laughs> it's just oh, the game. Gosh. Even better, Graham. I wish you and Kyle would have watched that game together. Because uh, obviously his perspective you know what, was man? totally different. I, I don't normally say years. this, but the officials ruined that game. The officials have ruined a lot of games this year. You sound, like, sound like a Pittsburgh fan right now. I mean, Anthony Brown had interference maybe <laughs> on one of those calls. It's uh, whatever. So we do the Super Bowl predictions right now? Yeah, so yeah. I got Colts, Packers. Oof. Mm. If take, Peyton was there, I'd say yeah. I'm taking Green Bay. From a storybook ending, and who do we have that's in there? Perfect. Yeah. Who do we who do we pick in there? You have Green Bay. Who did you pick between Kansas City and Buffalo? I don't know. Buffalo. Oh, I took Buffalo. Yeah. So Buffalo and Green Bay. Do it. God damn. Do it. I'd love to see Buffalo win. I would be if I that was oh, my pick. I would be Buffalo. excited. Not because I hate Green Bay, but because no, I not love at all. Buffalo. Not at all. But I'd love to see Buffalo. One Super Bowl. Yeah. Schultz, you probably couldn't find you probably couldn't find a, a foldable table in the Two United touchdowns. States. Uh, Is that another? Dalton uh. Schultz, yeah. Hey, Eclipse is eight West points Schultz in the right first there. half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, West Schultz. That's West Schultz right there, number eighty-six. <laughs> so you're picking Buffalo to win it all? I'd like to. Wow, yep. man. And then Johnny's got Kansas City and Arizona. And you know what? I've been wrong every time, but hey, twenty points. I like it. I'll take it. Go. He'll be benched now. Let's yeah, he's not, play, he's go. not playing the second half. Now, if we're going to talk about my Super Bowl team, Arizona versus Kansas City, right. I think Pat Mahomes gets his second Super Bowl. Yeah, that was – so you're sticking with your preseason pick? Yeah. Yeah. I, I predicted Arizona, Kansas City being the Super Bowl, and Kansas City wins it. Two red and white teams. Yeah. Yep. Well, rematch of the first Super Bowl, Green Bay and Kansas City. Yeah. And honestly, I'd see it turning out the same way. Green Bay. Green Bay Packers. Yep. I think Aaron, and that's the thing. I mean, Aaron has always played with a chip on his shoulder, but I think now, especially with all this COVID stuff and everything, and like I said, the the interaction the other day about the guy that wouldn't vote for him for MVP saying that guy's a bum. Honestly, I think Aaron, when he has that chip on his shoulder, he is hard to beat. And honestly, not only that, but I think I think Green Bay all around, they're just such a complete team right now. And yeah, honestly, don't do I, that to Aaron Rodgers because no. it makes it worse for the rest of the division. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I would say uh, after three hours, we, we covered it all. <laughs> yeah, I'd say we so. really have. We did. Well, we appreciate everybody joining us tonight. Yeah, I absolutely. know we were a little long-winded, but we covered everything in some great detail. Who knows when we'll join you again. It's right. always yeah. kind of a random thing. I think, <laughs> yeah. uh, and uh, you know what? I, I was going to bring that up. I think uh, after first round, we'll do it again, and then we'll uh, come back here. And so two weeks? Yeah. Reconvene? Okay. Why not? All right. And then before you know it, we'll be here for the draft in yep. April, maybe. There you yeah. Go. Talking <laughs> draft prospects. Yep. Yeah. Sounds I'm good. I'm in. It's Hell a great yeah. time coming here. Yeah. Well, make sure you take the headphones off before you start the music because it's going to blast. It's going to blast yeah. like a <laughs> son of a bitch. All right. But at any rate, we're signing off. It's the Average Joe's podcast coming to you live from the Tucson Tim Studios. I would like to do one shout out 
the hoodie I'm wearing because I like to throw out the uh, local oh, guys. Nice. Uh, <laughs> Bob cool. Donahue. We're always looking yeah. for sponsors yep. since Evergreen screwed yep. us. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Bob Donahue, uh, uh, Backflow Services Incorporated. Um, he's a local guy around where we're at, and uh, he's a really good guy. But, uh, yeah, I just want to throw his name out there quick. All right. Well, that's Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank you for joining us. We'll see you again soon. Peace. All right, so some mics are on.